We are live on the Information Superhighway. Glorious Sunday to all. Ministry of Slam is on the air. We may look a little bit different, but Ministry of Slam is here. It's Lee, and uh, this isn't Lawrence to that side of me. No, this is Andy from Retro Chat. Andy, join us today, and we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, why Andy's here and not Lawrence in just a second. But Andy, how are you doing? I'm really good. How are you? Good, 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 good. Weird old week, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, and this is going to be a very interesting show. It's it's like we've gone back twelve years. It's like this is MOS classic. It really is, but hopefully there's not going to be any stories about Terry Funk or spit roasting <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So uh, no, it'll be cool, Lawrence. Um, we <laughs> have got Lawrence in our ears at the moment, as as that sounds uh, very strange. Lawrence, extremely, extremely under the weather with uh, COVID, uh, second time round. He's not doing too great at the moment. He's not got a voice. Uh, so he's not on camera, but he is doing all the production and everything for the show. So uh, he, he's be, he'll be pressing all the, the buttons in the uh, in the background, so keeping us rolling. And we're hoping to have vast majority of the content that we normally bring to you every Sunday on the show. So uh, Lawrence is here. Yeah, he's in the chat room as well. So you can interact with him in the chat room there. He's over on Twitch. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, check it out. And if you want to have a chat with Lawrence, he's there. But um, uh, best wishes to uh to lawrence obviously and uh meryl who's also gone down with the with the covid as well they're sort of halfway through i think the symptoms at the moment so a few more days they'll be back up and running and uh hopefully should be back shiny and you ready for next weekend so uh good times yeah andy how's your week been what have you been up to my week has been great it's been really busy of course we did retro chat on wednesday which was the the great debate which was you versus peanut uh, bobby heenan versus jim Cornette, um and everybody voted on the on the poll and we had uh, bobby heenan win with 87 percent of the overall vote so greatest greatest wrestling manager of all time I mean, we knew that before we started anyway. It was always going to be well, Bobby yeah. the Brain here. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's good to, good to get that recognition. And, um, do you know, you can feel the pressure of, uh, you know, having to defend the legacy of someone like Bobby the Brain Heenan. You uh, did a great was, job. It was really good. No, thank you very much. Uh, it was and, and great to, to have Peanut on there as well from Real Wrestling. Uh, Real Wrestling.net, I believe it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, um, Bournemouth-based as well. Exactly. Yeah. Check those guys out. Uh, they're a lot sort of, um, you know, we tend to stick to the show and the entertainment side of things. They're more of the news and uh, uh, news and rumors and, and all that sort of stuff. The, the written article. So, uh, yeah, check out those guys over there. They're, they're good fun. Uh, but yeah, lots of cool stuff coming up this week. I, thanks to Princess Macau and Princess Macau went out over, over the course of the week to uh, a charity shop and uh, managed to find a load of wrestling figures. Uh, that I haven't got. So, I mean, we've got a, we've got an old school Jake the Snake Roberts there, uh, Bret Hart that I was missing, wow. uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat with the little cape thing on the back, which is uh, quite difficult to find. Uh, the Big Boss Man, the second edition. Uh, some of them do need um, some touch-ups on the old uh, hair. Uh, t- uh, Typhoon I've got there. Um, who else? Hulk Hogan with the bear hug, which is really cool. So I'm doing really well with my... Um, with my uh, retro Hasbro figures, it's all good. So, how many? How many is it now? How many have you got in total? Uh, do you know what? I don't. I, th- this is really sad. I do have a spreadsheet. Sorry, um, I've got a spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. You now that's what everyone says when I say I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> and um, what I tend to do, I haven't put these new ones on it yet, 
Uh, I've got, because I, I collect them loose and I try and get them in as good a condition as I can. Uh, I look online at the sort of average cost uh, as reported. There's a website, I can't remember the name of it, that like shows you the, the, the rough price you should be paying for them loose. Now, I've got a column with all of the prices you should be expecting to pay. And then I put down, you know, why I actually paid, including the postage and packaging and whether or not I'm up or down on what I should be paying. Uh, and I'm well, like, under what I should be paying for a lot of them at the moment. So I'm still, I, I'm probably about halfway there with all of them, bearing in mind there are a lot of them that I haven't got. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm loving it, and I'm going to keep. Uh, I'm going to keep collecting. And I've got the ring. The ring sat down there as well. Ooh, I haven't yeah. done my final video yet. I'm just. I've done the restoration on it. Uh, Princess Macat helped me put the ropes in and everything. Uh, so it, it looks like it did in 1990. Now I've just got to do the final reveal video on that, and then I'm going to put that all together uh, and release that on the MOS Network YouTube channel. So uh, that's going to be coming soon. And how, how's Princess Macat finding the whole going out looking for action figures? Well, I don't think she actually went out looking for action figures. She was looking just around and about and then saw them. And then she uh, messaged me. She took some pictures of them and messaged. And I was, I saved the picture and drew little circles around the one, ones I wanted, got them. And uh, then, uh, yeah, she, uh, she, she yeah, brought those home. And then uh, after that, I, I went there yesterday with her. And uh, there were a few more there that were in the cupboard that weren't there the last time she was there. So I managed to get a few more of those. Oh, so, uh, yeah, really, really good. And it looks like the boss man once just wants to give you a big cuddle. It's like he it has his arm out like that. He yeah, he's like, like yeah, he's like, oh, Jake, you're right. You've had a hard day. How are you doing? Yeah. How's right. that DDP yoga working for him? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So we've got all the regular stuff coming up this week. Uh, as we know, we've got a very special guest coming on in a few minutes, I think. Uh, going to be joining us. Uh, another member of the MOS network is going to be talking about a brand new show uh, coming to the network very, very shortly and giving us a little bit of a preview of that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Ministry of Slam is live all across the internet. You can check us out twitch.tv forward slash the MOS network, youtube.com forward slash the MOS network. We're on facebook.com forward slash MOS network, not the MOS network. I need to get that right. Uh, Twitter at Ministry of Slam and at the MOS Network. Uh, we're a podcast. Check out the audio podcast every single Monday. And uh, we're going to be bringing you uh, the audio from the Sunday show and throwing up a few extra uh, bits and pieces there, including MOS Classic every Friday. Find out what we were doing 12 years ago. And uh, I think this uh, this last week's was the Jack Swagger train of fun when that started. And that's that was a legendary, uh, legendary period for this show. It was and, a Miller cake, uh, wasn't it? That was, yeah, Miller Cake. That was, uh, well, that was after WrestleMania, after he won the world title. Yeah. So that's coming up soon. Um, so, yeah, good times there. Check us out on, yeah, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify. Um, anyway, you get your podcast. You can find Ministry of Slam. TikTok, we're at the MOS Network. Website is ministryofslam.co.uk. Discord.ministryofslam.co.uk and store.ministryofslam.co.uk for all of our great merch. It's awesome. So uh, check us all out over there. Um, also, want to say a big, big thanks as he reaches off screen to try and grab it to Exhale Coffee. Now, Exhale Coffee are providing some valuable support uh, to the show. Uh, this is the coffee that Lawrence has been talking about over the last few weeks, and uh, uh, Lawrence has been in touch with them. And uh, they've given us a very special exclusive discount code. Now, Exhale Coffee. Uh, totally organic and one cup of exhale coffee we'll do the proper ad at some point soon uh, has the same antioxidant power as 12 punnets of blueberries 55 oranges or 1.2 kilos of kale and it tastes great um there's there's so much uh, good uh, good stuff it tastes amazing and if you're a Ministry of Slam listener, head on over to their website, uh, which is uh, exhalecoffee.com. And if you do a subscription, 
uh, a subscription to get bags delivered straight to your door, you can get 40% off your first two bags oh. by using the code exhale wrestle. There you go. So uh, thanks for the support over there. Exhale coffee. Uh, check them out. Good coffee. It's awesome. Uh, you know how much Lawrence loves coffee. So for him to buy into a company like that is, is really huge. So definitely check out Exhale Coffee. Uh, and thank you very much to Exhale for supporting the MOS network in our endeavors. Right. Um, I don't know if we uh, if uh, if Tez is in the chat. I think I've seen him in there. If, if uh, Tez wants to call in at uh, some point in the next few minutes, we'll uh, have a quick chat with Tez before we uh, before we get started with all the news and everything. Um, but yeah, so much wrestling to talk about, Andy. This week, there's uh, you know WWE is starting to kick it into high gear, and um, you know obviously uh, AEW had some really big stuff coming up this week, mm. and we're going to be talking to that in the uh, in the coming weeks as well. Um, we've got our very special guest joining us shortly, Lawrence. I think we'll be sorting out the. Uh, I did. I did. I clicked on it, Lawrence. Sorry, I'm talking to Lawrence in the background. <laughs> There we go. We're moving it over. There's Tez. He's live. Hi, all. Hello. Hello, Tez. How are you doing, my man? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Um, thanks for letting me join the uh, the MOS network. It seems to be a bit of a tradition. As soon as we, uh, when we have a new show, like when we brought Retro Chat on board, we got Andy on to talk all about all things Retro Chat. And uh, Tez, you've got the Ministry of Horror coming up uh, very, very soon. You've got uh, started doing all the teases and all the graphics online and things like that. Uh, You've announced the date of your first show. Talk to us uh, about your first show, where we can find it, what time, where we can tune in, and what we can expect from the first episode. So the first episode of uh, Ministry of Horror will be live on the MOS network. So it'll be streamed on, on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook Live. Um, I think we're going to be sorting out the podcast feed as well. Um, yeah, it's a location where we can talk about all things horror. And for the very first show, I'm pleased to have uh, UK Scream Queen, Danny Thompson, uh, she's done uh, films such as uh, Harvest of the Dead, Halloween Night, which has obviously Lawrence in it. I kill him as the plague <laughs> doctor. Uh, she's done Cowgirls vs. Pterodactyls, which you can watch on Prime. It's, it's pretty good. Um, and she was also a singer. She's involved in groups, uh, also solo stuff. So she's a woman of very many talents and she loves 90s horror. So she's wow. going to be coming on the show talking about you know what brought her into the horror realm what she loves mm. about it but also we're going to be looking at uh, a whole host varying from brilliant to not so brilliant uh 90s horror films and doing a tier list to kind of define what is the best 90s and what's the worst 90s horror film so it's going to be a lot of fun sometimes i think the worst you could define as the best as well because sometimes i think with the depending on what sort of horror films you like i think it needs to be a little bit there needs to be a little bit of cheese in there, especially if it's sort of 80s oh. and 90s for it to really work. Um, you know, these days it is purely terror and, and uh, you know, very well written to scare the crap out of you. But it doesn't have the cheese factor, which, uh, you know, some of the stuff like your Friday the 13th and Halloween films to a point, you know, you, you know what's coming, but you're just waiting for it to come. And uh, yeah, you need that kind of factor in it. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. And we've certainly got uh, we've got a few of the classics uh, lined up uh, in the list to look at. But then there are certainly some which are maybe notorious for being so bad. They're good. Um, well, then can, can, you, can you throw some of them out? Let us know what some of them could be. Uh, so in terms of uh, good or, you know, what you could classify as good, but I'm not sure where on the ranking yet. You know, we've got Scream. Uh, we've got Jacob's Ladder. Uh, we've got Silence of the Lambs. Uh, to potentially the other end of the spectrum, uh, there's a film called Troll 2, <laughs> which I would recommend if you have spare time with nothing else to do to give it a watch, if not just for a laugh. 
<laughs> it's notorious for clips online of just being god awful. Um, and uh, yeah, a whole host of things in between. Wes Craven's new nightmare is in there, urban legend. So we've got some of the teen slashers, some of the more contemporary, uh, almost thriller type films, and also your absurd, your absurd ones in there. So we're kind of going to try and cover all bases really, and uh, and see where they factor on the list. Amazing. It's going to be a great show. Looking for, so looking forward to seeing this one because don't know much about horror myself. So tuning in to, to listen to you guys is going to be fantastic. Cannot wait for this one we'll, to kick off. We'll hopefully yeah. have some good recommendations and hopefully, you know, you, you may watch one and go, wow, this is now in my top 10 films. Or you may watch it and go, what the hell was Tez talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit like Ministry of Slam to me. Uh, <laughs> um that's cool. So where what, what uh, it's Tuesday, isn't it? You're you're doing your debut show. Tell us uh, uh, what time are you are you hoping to launch on Tuesday? So Tuesday, I'm scheduled for eight pm. Um, so I will maybe try and do some sort of um, kind of countdown element, but generally it's going to be around eight o'clock, eight eight ten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's when it's going to be going live and uh, on all those different channels. So very very looking forward to it. Very thankful to be part of the network. Amazing! So you- it's great to have you on board. So what are you going to be, weekly or bi-weekly? Or... The plan is weekly. Uh, I've yes. already got uh, week two's guests lined up. Um, and I know, Andy, we've been chatting about, uh, about a crossover show, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> I don't know if I am, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the episode in question. I won't say too much now. But the episode we've been chatting about is not for the faint heart, even for network TV in the early mm-hmm. 90s. It was... I think uh, I heard that it was shown once in America and then just hasn't been shown again or it was banned for a while, which wow. certainly says something. Okay, yeah, so we've got, um, got some comments in the in the chat room. Necro8 wants to uh, see some Vincent Price content coming from uh, you in the future. Ooh, okay, okay, Vincent Price, nice. Okay, like it. We can do some... Um, um, maybe you'll do an episode on Hammer, on the Hammer horror films mm. and their, their rise and fall and maybe rise again. Yeah, who knows? Should be good. Should be good. Cannibal Holocaust. And, yeah, okay. I was, was going to read uh, the rest of what you said, but I won't. Uh, but yeah, Cannibal <laughs> Holocaust, that is uh, that is a notorious film. And we will uh, maybe in episode two, that era, maybe getting featured. But there'll be, yeah, there'll be more news. There'll be more news as the weeks go by. Yeah, yeah, we're really looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, great to have uh, uh, not only retro chat with Andy, and uh, and then obviously Ministry of Horror here with Tez joining the MOS Network. It's going to be this Tuesday night, then every Tuesday night, eight PM uh, on the uh, MOS Network. So if you're watching this now, you can watch Ministry of Horror uh, on exactly the same way uh, via the Twitch channel, YouTube, Facebook. We're going to be streaming all over the place. Check out Tez on Tuesday night, and if Tez runs out of content, maybe we'll talk about uh, the time when me and Tez and uh, one of our other friends went to a strip club and lost all money (laughs) (laughs) that really without going into too much detail the look on all of our faces when we left there was 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 horror and we thought about our bank balances yeah that's different sort of horror (laughs) (laughs) financial horror yeah yeah uh we were we ended up in mcdonald's uh like basically sharing the happy meal (laughs) and thinking now what are we going to do we've spent a lot of money how are we gonna how are we gonna cover this anyway uh long old story but i think at some point it may uh it may come to the the surface we'll talk about that (laughs) 
That needs to come out. Need to hear this story. That, that definitely needs to come out. It'll be the MOS after dark. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. Uh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Tez, for, for joining us. And uh, yeah, once again, uh, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Uh, on the MOS Network channel. Uh, if you're watching this, you can watch uh, Ministry of Horror on the same uh, areas. And uh, yeah, you've got um, you've set up Twitter already, haven't you? Have, have you got any other uh, elements online as yet? So Twitter is set up at ministry underscore horror. Um, I will be setting up uh, Instagram um, and uh, and also like a Facebook page. But at the moment, I wanted to utilize Twitter first, kind of get the word out there on, on that medium. But yeah, other other platforms will be following. And also we're on the Discord, uh, ministry dash of dash horror. Uh, yeah. So be sure to uh, be sure to chat in there as well. Good stuff. So all the stuff you've got upcoming is is going to be previewed in there. Uh, it's really cool, and, and uh, we're really starting to build up a diverse uh, sort of a, a array of of shows. It's going to be uh, really cool. Anything you want here on the MOS Network, and it's just going to keep growing. It's going to be awesome. So uh, Tez, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And uh, yeah, Tuesday eight PM, Ministry of Horror. Check it out. Brilliant. Thanks. See you guys. Take care, yeah. Tez. Bye. There we go. So that was uh, Tez bringing us the Ministry of Horror to the uh, the MOS network. And uh, Andy, it's going to be cool. Can't wait to, oh, can't uh, wait. to check that out. Uh, whilst we're plugging the other shows, what have you got coming up on Retro Chat <clears throat> before we get into the wrestling stuff? So this Wednesday, 8 o'clock, we're going to be talking about the new adventures of He-Man. So there is a change. We were going to be doing Only Fools and Horses, but Chris can't make it. So we're going to be talking about the new adventures of He-Man, the uh, underrated, underappreciated, and damn right, you know, disgusted comedy cartoon series <laughs> in the he-man franchise can't wait gonna be great sometimes it's even it's more entertaining when you're talking about the bad stuff rather than the good stuff isn't it you know well the, the <laughs> thing is i love it oh okay but everybody else hates it so um i put a post up on one of the chat rooms on, on facebook the other day saying what do you think of it etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah one of the responses i had back i can't actually repeat uh, <laughs> so, amazing that's be interesting but so, yeah new adventures of he-man this wednesday yes absolutely Good times. All right. So uh, with that, so check out uh, Retro Chat uh, on Wednesday, MOS Network, same channel. Check it all out. Um, we've got a lot of news to get to. So uh, producer Lawrence, you need to uh, push the old button because it's Price, Mr. Price's favourite time. This is the news. It's the news, Andy. It's time for the wrestling news. <laughs> no jamming, just slamming. Here we go. Uh, so we're going to start off. Uh, we're still talking about the fallout from the Royal Rumble. And as fast as Shane McMahon reappeared in WWE at last Saturday night's Royal Rumble event as entrant number 28, just like that, he is now gone from the company. Uh, a report surfaced on Wednesday morning that Shane is out of the con- uh, company and quietly let go. Uh, it's unknown whether or not Shane's talent deal was terminated or plans for him in the next two months were simply dropped. It said there was a lot of heat on Shane due to his booking of the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, he had an idea of what the Royal Rumble was going to be, and then a lot ended up being changed, which apparently rubbed some people up the wrong way. Uh, Austin Theory replacement man in the Elimination Chamber on this Monday's Raw, earning his spot by winning a qualifier over Kevin Owens. Uh, on Tuesday, there was said to be creative plans for McMahon to be a regular on Raw as a heel leading into WrestleMania 38. Uh, McMahon had been pushing to work Austin Theory at Mania 38 with the idea playing out of Theory's involvement with Vince McMahon. However, that was not locked 100% in place. Um, and apparently there were other forces said to be pushing for Shane versus Seth Rollins at 38 uh, with a planned sequence at one point to set up a uh, Rollins versus Shane feud in the men's Rumble match. So 
interesting topic here. Uh, obviously, Shane doesn't hold any kind of title anymore in the WWE. He's not a sort of executive chairman or anything like that as he used to be. Uh, but he's uh, he's a part of uh, Ideanomics, an electric vehicle company, uh, has been since August of 2021. Uh, so whether or not he returns or whether or not he's just stepping out for a while because he's annoyed a lot of people, who knows? It's got to be a temporary thing, hasn't it? I mean, you're You'd the chairman's so. son. You're not going to be just gone from the company completely although apparently the the backstage morale for him and the, his attitude was really bad mm. uh, a lot of people were saying he was he wasn't himself he was sweating profusely all the time yeah and, and also like you guys talked about last week on the show his grand died mm. just a few days before the royal rumble so he's not going to be in his right frame of mind no no and again the the, the booking is uh was really interesting you know go everyone knows that uh, you know, despite the fact uh, Riddle is a bit of a comedy character uh, on WWE, he's a legit UFC style shoot fighter and MMA fighter. Um, and Shane comes in there and does his like little combo punches and everything. And, you know, best Matt Riddle. How can you kind of take that seriously? That would have pissed a lot of people off, I think, for the people that were pushing for legitimacy in the WWE. Um, so, yeah, interesting. I mean, the thoughts as well of seeing Rollins versus McMahon at WrestleMania was not at the top of anyone's idea of a decent WrestleMania main event. Yeah. Um, what about the talk, though, about the, the rumours that this forbidden door on Wednesday uh, is Shane McMahon? Well, let's let's flip over to that then. So I'm going to uh, change up the, uh, the the news slightly and move down. So AEW president Tony Khan has left fans on the edge of their seats ahead of next week's episode of AEW Dynamite. It's revealed on the Friday, the fourth episode of AEW Rampage that Khan will make a huge announcement on Wednesday night. Uh, very Dixie Carter-like. But in a tweet after the show went off the air, Khan offered more information. He said that a top wrestler will walk through the Forbidden Door and debut on AEW Dynamite. In a subsequent tweet, uh, Khan said that the Forbidden Door is open to anyone from any promotion, regardless of AEW's relationship with the promotion. He referenced that the newcomer could come from a company that's open for business and that they're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. So what he's teasing there is it's someone who is closely affiliated with WWE uh, and is, you know, potentially only just left or even potentially still with the company that's going to turn up on, mm. uh, on Dynamite mm. on Wednesday. Uh, a, a lot of people are thinking about Ali and uh, all of his, uh, you know, the, the promos and, and tweets that he's been uh, putting out there because he wants out of WWE. His release wasn't granted. But then after all of this Shane McMahon stuff comes out, people are putting two and two together and thinking, do we see Shane McMahon on AEW Dynamite? How would, would that be? It's not likely to happen, is it? I mean, you've got to think about that. It's either going to be Keith Lee, mm. uh, Carrying Cross, Killer Cross, yeah. or maybe, as Bericles has put in the chat room, Jeff Hardy, mm. you know, turning down his 90 days, especially after he's been vindicated after the whole drug, you yeah. know, the drug thing last time. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting what happens on Wednesday. Who do you think it's going to be? I'd yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like it. I, I really don't think it's going to be Shane, even though it would be massive news. Um, I, I'd like. I don't want to see Jeff Hardy in, in AEW, I'll be honest, uh, because I think he's, number one, he's not the Jeff Hardy he used to be. Number two, I think kind of his wrestling career is done. I don't see really what else that we could potentially do with Jeff mm. Hardy, even in AEW. It's going to feel a bit like it did when he turned up in uh, in TNA back in 2010. But, um, uh, you know, obviously he would normally have his 90-day no-complete clause. Uh, the fact that he's almost been vindicated 
uh, by the fact that his drug tests have come back negative and WWE released him for nothing, really. Uh, whether or not he's managed to negotiate with them and try and get out of his 90-day no-compete clause and, and he is free to turn up on Dynamite, that would be uh, really interesting. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's more most likely to be Jeff Hardy. I could easily see in it being someone like Johnny Gargano, potentially, uh, who could uh, turn up on uh, on AWTV. That would be really interesting. I think Priceless is put in the chat room. What about Will Ospreay? Will Ospreay would be good. Yeah, I mean, I suppose so the fact that uh, Tony Khan was saying it was it could potentially be a company they haven't got the best uh, relationship with. Everyone's obviously going to think of WWE, but who else is? Uh, I mean, is AW not on good terms with with New Japan? I'm not sure that you know what's going on there. Well, they they were last year, weren't they? Because they did a lot of the Forbidden Door, and they and, you know they had Keiji Muto and all that kind of guys coming yeah. in. Moxley defended the US title on dynamite so I, I would assume they are impact we know they're on good terms with so it's not going to be anyone from impact mm. ring of honor is shut down so it's not going to be ring of honor yeah. <clears throat> gcw is all due respect to gcw not big enough to even and anyone worry, from, even from gcw could wander in through the door with no fanfare whatsoever exactly but does this not i mean vince russo made a comment um the other day and i'm not the biggest fan of vince russo mm. he compared khan to this era's dixie carter yeah which I get. And, and he is, isn't he? Because he's mm. making the same sort of thing. The big announcement, this big reveal, big reveal, mm. big reveal, big reveal. Where it's going to be, you know, Lana. <laughs> well, I'll be all right with that. She can, <laughs> uh, yeah, challenge uh, Hangman Adam Page for the AEW title. There we go. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I'm on board with that. And, and again, I think I mentioned this last week. AEW have, have given us so many, I mean, they have delivered when they said there's going to be a big surprise or a big debut. More often than not, it is a big, legitimate star, more often than not for former WWE uh, talent. But the more, you know, every week there seems to be a big surprise and a big debut. And with each one, it kind of loses its impact. You know, you, you, you know, The Undertaker, I think I said this last week, The Undertaker could rock up. I'm like, great, it's The Undertaker. Mm. What are you going to do with him? You just, it, it, there's no that there's no surprise anymore that can surprise me. You know, that there's just been so many debuts. What they need to do is focus on the roster that they've got and start building storylines. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later with uh, uh, talking about AEW Dynamite. There's a few storylines there that they're starting to slowly build, which are going to be quite interesting on, on how they pan out. So, uh, yeah, but I, mean, I don't know. It's done one of its lowest ratings on Dynamite on TBS in, mm. in show history, not just on TBS, but on TNT as well. And mm. I Imagine this time last year, would we have been sat here going, AEW are on the ropes. AEW are not putting out a decent product. Yeah. You know, the product is good compared to WWE, but like yeah. you said, they're just taking that whole intrigue mm. away. Now you watch it. If there isn't a surprise on AEW, you let it down. Yeah. And, and again, it's the, the fact, and Eric Bischoff always says this, wrestling should be like a buffet where there's a little bit of, of everything. The debuts, there's too many of them. They're all the time, so you don't care about that anymore. There's constant amazing matches all the time but you watch 10 amazing matches in a row you start they, they start mm. losing their impact you need mm. uh you know you, you need a flippy floppy young bucks versus uh you know lucha brothers match and then after that have a bit of a slower match with you know some different sort of styles in the ring all of them do tend to blur into each other a bit now um storylines they haven't really had any massive compelling stories for a little while that have really drawn you in and made you want to think, wow, what the hell is going to happen this week on Dynamite? I need to tune in and find out what's going to happen with the storyline. And I hopefully, again, we'll talk about it later. I think that's hopefully what they're starting to build now. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. They just yeah, stop getting so excited and making these massive signings and bombshell announcements and just, just look at what you've got and start working with that. 
make that good. Can I ask you a question? Back in the day, <clears throat> when they signed Kurt Angle, when Impact signed Kurt mm. Angle, that was the biggest name, biggest free agent, yeah. changed Impact. When WCW signed Hogan, then they signed Hall and Nash and they got the NWO. Yeah. Who is there now that would be up to that level for AEW to sign them and for it to be the biggest game changer? I don't think there is. I mean, the, if you're looking at people who are available to sign, um, that there isn't really anyone that, uh, yeah, mm. even talking about people like Keith Lee, phenomenal wrestler, Johnny Gargano, amazing, Jeff Hardy on the wane of his career, but, you know, it's certainly a ratings guy. People will pop to see Jeff Hardy turn up on, on the other channel. But I don't think there is anyone that could do it. And the, 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 the kind of thing that you had there with, with Kurt Angle, it was TNA. It was TNA guys wrestling TNA style all the time. And then this one big guy, Kurt Angle, came in. And what you're excited about there was that one guy comes in and starts mixing it up with the existing TNA guys who you already had a relationship with. Um, at the moment, you're seeing the Undisputed Era, essentially, in, in AEW. Well, I've seen that in WWE. Why do I want that? Um, you know, it, it's, it's just mixing different elements together, which makes it exciting. And it, there are so many of these new debuting people uh all being thrown in there at the same time it just doesn't feel like you know you see uh danielson and, uh, and john moxley mixing it up and the first thing you think of oh my god it's not brian danielson from AEW and john moxley from AEW. you think oh yeah they went against each other when it was daniel yeah. bryan against dean ambrose you know you don't think about that because they both so fresh from your mind coming out of wwe and it, it's a shame they, they just need to manage that a little bit better i think and then and then they'll be there yeah it's gonna be an interesting topic in the next section it will be. Um, so uh, on the topic of AEW continuing just hours before Brian Kendrick's scheduled debut on AEW Dynamite, past comments of Kendrick's resurfaced in which a video from 2011 and an article from 2013's High Spots video re resurfaced on social media. Both videos featured Kendrick voicing his support for many different conspiracy theories, including the Sandy Hook school shooting and numerous anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Uh, this led to AEW CEO and general manager Tony Khan pulling Kendrick from Wednesday's Dynamite. He was set to face John Moxley. Uh, Kendrick was replaced in the match by, wait for it, it's MOS's favourite jobber-looking guy, Wheeler Utah. Uh, he has got new tights, though, by the looks of it, which made him look a bit more Hollywood. Uh, Kendrick, since taken to social media, apologised for his comments. And as of this report, there's no word when or if Kendrick will debut for AEW in the future. Silly man. Mm, I mean, what? silly. What can you say about it? I mean, it's it's like... The Jimmy Carr stuff on Netflix about mm -hmm. the, the the Holocaust and what he put in there. I mean, yeah. it's just stupid comments that yeah. are going to come back and bite you on the ass. You put it on social media, mm. it's going to come back and get you at some point. <laughs> but again, you can. It, it's it's kind of the very very similar to what happened with Sammy Guevara. He made comments, these comments that got dug up about Sasha Banks. He disappeared for six weeks to have sensitivity training, and then he's straight back in the uh, in the mix again with uh, you know with, with everything else. Um, you know, just as if it didn't happen, really. Um, would this happen with Brian Kendrick or because he isn't an existing AEW star, do they just decide not to bring him in again? I think the, I think the difference, though, is if you look at Sammy Guevara, he is one of those four pillars mm. of AEW that MGF, you know, mentions all the time. Mm. He is the future of that company or one of the futures of that company. Yeah. Kendrick, he's on his last legs. This is his last run. Mm. Yeah. So the impact isn't there, is it? I mean, no. are you bothered if Kendrick joins AEW no and again I mean he was he was good um 
you know, in WWE. He was even good in the little run he had in TNA in the early 2010s. But now has he really got that much to offer? And uh, his style, I don't think, really would have matched with Moxley's. Uh, Wheelie, it's a little bit awkward in the match with, with Moxley. Uh, someone in a different or, you know, similar style to Moxley, I think, would have made a, a great uh, uh, opponent. Although, I guess the storyline was just get someone in there for Moxley to brutalise and knock the crap out of for a few minutes. Um and uh, and then it was yeah to obviously push the match with uh, with Brian Danielson but mm. anyway we'll we'll move on to that. Um, what else have we got? Lance Storm is an impact player indeed. Storm got serious for a minute on the late, latest Figure Four Daily to reveal that he's now producer and coach at Impact Wrestling. In addition to the recent announcement that will be overseeing the one day gut check tryouts. Uh, he said, this is a chance to make the decision I made two years ago. Uh, I had done a couple of tapings with Impact as a producer back when I still had my school. And when I decided to close my school and was looking at options, I talked with Impact and I talked with WWE. WWE made a very eager, good offer. I liked it in Impact, but both both my wife and me liked the idea of the security in WWE, which is ironic considering it ended up being a six-month gig. Maybe that's karma or destiny telling me I should have made the other decision in the first place. I enjoyed the two tapings that I did. I liked the atmosphere and the people, and I've always gotten along with Scott Demore. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It won't be too long. I'm going to the New Orleans tapings, and I'll be overseeing Gut Check. Uh, so Lance Storm, great uh, performer back in the day, and uh, you know ECW... Uh, guy through and through loved all of his matches in the sort of late late 90s in 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 uh, ecw and then obviously moved on to wcw and uh the uh saskatchewan hardcore international champion um that was uh that was all fun and games but um yeah interesting times lance storm a lot of wrestling knowledge there obviously he's owned a school he knows how to mold uh young talent and he's going to be with impact now fair play to impact because that is a damn good signing to have mm. and they are putting on some really good shows at the moment, the weekly TV, the weekly impact show mm. is, is cracking. You look at the matches between Nikki James and Diana Parasso, yeah. between, you know, Matt Cardona and Jordan Grace mm. this past week for the digital championship. Yeah. They are on a roll and having Lance Storm in the back, mix that in with Scott Demore, mix that in with um, D'Lo, mix yeah. that in with who they've got is cracking. I just want to go to a, a comment in the chat, if yeah. I can. Uh, it's from uh, Martin. I don't think that you back, uh, just go back to Brian Kendrick. I don't think the issue here is don't put it on social media. It'll bite you in the ass. It's more, don't be a dick full stop. Yeah. If you're a dick, but you don't tell anyone your opinions, you're still a dick. I totally agree. Completely mm. agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's just spot on. But I think one of the things that uh, Kendrick said afterwards, and I could be wrong, I could be misquoting this, but from what I saw, I think he was saying that he uh, he didn't actually mean any of the comments. He was just doing it to try and get himself over and try and be controversial for the sake of being controversial. Um, it was a so, condescending tweet, uh, response tweet that he did because he put two out in very short time. It's a bit like Marty Skull yeah. and the the not making any sense tweet he did as an apology. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Um, so, yeah, who knows if we're going to see uh, Brian Kendrick again. We'll wait and see. Uh, just a few weeks after its high-profile The World on GCW show, Game Changer Wrestling is venturing out into the world. Now, this is something we talked about a couple of weeks ago and uh, very excited to see happen. Now, in a tweet on February the 3rd, GCW announced its plan to head to the United Kingdom later in 2022. Uh, in a brief vignette on its Twitter page, the promotion showed the logo of Extreme TNT Wrestling, a promotion that's based in Liverpool. The clip also features a new design that consists of opposing skulls with GCW's and Extreme TNT Wrestling's logos on them. The text Supreme Extreme was also in the clip, so it seems like this might be the name of a co-branded show. The video played audio of fans chanting for PCO, so it's fair to 
assume that he might be involved in the crossover. Uh, the former ROH world champion referred to uh, return to GCW late last year for one of its shows. Right. So this is brilliant. Yeah. Liverpool GCW, um, you know, they're starting to, hopefully they don't start running before they can walk. They've only just had their sort of big uh, GCW uh, Hammerstein ballroom show. There was another show this, uh, this past weekend, nothing sort of huge uh, with, you know, no massive stars turned up on there uh, as we saw at Hammerstein. But again, they, they do seem to have these almost UFC style uh, sort of layout of shows where they'll have, you know, some people on one show, the next show won't have any of those people just have some different talent. And, you know, you almost need to keep up with every show to watch, uh, you know, to, to see every uh, available talent that's available to GCW. So it's yeah. kind of like the old Ring of Honor model, isn't it? You know, where mm. they used to do the shows every weekend and, and they were televised or they were on DVD, you yeah. know, not on TV. You had to get the DVD. You had to be in the arena to see it. Obviously yeah. now with the internet and fight, it's giving them more of a capability to have mm. that type of deal. Would you go to the event? Would you go to the co-branded? Yeah, I think I would. I mean, it would uh, depends where they where they do it, how big the uh, the arena was. Obviously, you know, GCW fans are, are notoriously quite hardcore. Um, whether or not there'd be like mosh pits in the uh, in the arena and things like that, let's see what they announce first. But yeah, if they if they do announce it, I'll be interested in that. Definitely. Uh, they okay. bring someone like PCO and uh, Matt Cardona over, or Joey Janela, or something like that. That'd be. I think I think that would be it, wouldn't it? I mean, if they if they've just got the sort of uh, and I hate to say this because especially when Necro X in the in the chat room, but uh, what what you consider to be the B squad, the GCW originals who aren't necessarily they're not the sort of people that would uh, sell tickets to your you, you know your sort of mainstream wrestling fan. If they do have some of the names like a like a Jarrett or a Cardona or a Sean Walkman or someone like that coming over, uh, that would certainly sell some tickets. But it's all about exposure, isn't it? Getting uh, getting uh, GCW over here. Uh, I haven't actually seen what the sales were on fight tv for the the gcw hammerstein ballroom show uh be interesting to try and find that uh so uh mr price has just said in the chat room uh first of all that tnt was supposed to come over before the world went to hell so yeah they had a uh a, a, a show scheduled covid stopped that and the guys who have taken over progress are also now involved with tnt so maybe a bigger picture down the line. Colour me intrigued. Uh, and Necro Eric has just put a laughing emoji in there. So I think Necro Eric knows what I mean. You know, GCW originals are, you know, great and they do what they do and they, they're the people that made GCW. But for, for the mainstream fans over here, certainly, GCW is, uh, you know, getting there in the States, in the UK. It's not necessarily there yet, but, uh, you know, you need some of those names maybe to start selling some of those tickets. Yeah, let's put it this way. They wouldn't have sold out the Hammerstein without some of the bigger names. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, okay, moving on. Jeff Hardy has turned the pressure off himself since his WWE exit, and Matt Hardy can attest to that positivity. On the latest episode of The Extreme Life with Matt Hardy, which I, I haven't listened to yet, but I is it another one of Conrad Thompson's 854 podcasts? No, but is the same vein. No, it's the same network that's doing the Ric Flair Uncensored. Oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Although okay. Conrad hosts the Jake Roberts one on that network. I know. It's not really a Jake Roberts one. It's like, Jake, talk to about you about your time in, in WCW. And then DDP starts talking about stuff from 2019 and oh, things God. like that. And like, it's, yeah. I, like, I love Jake Roberts and DDP. But if you want to talk about Jake Roberts' time in wrestling, don't have DDP on it because he derails it massively. <laughs> Uh, and you don't end up getting any uh, content on the actual topic they're supposed to be talking about. Anyway, Great. I digress. Yes. Uh, so on the latest episode of that podcast, Matt was asked by John Alber about the update Matt provided about his younger brother earlier in the week. 
One thing I can say for Jeff is that he's been super positive and super stressless since he's been gone from the WWE. Matt said before reaffirming that he and Jeff will reunite in the ring together. Their first announced gig is with Big Time Wrestling on March the 12th and another on March the 13th. They're having two big matches with uh, uh, together as the Hardy Boys. Uh, the Big Time Wrestling event will have them either facing the Briscoe Brothers or Los Maximus, uh, a.k.a. the SAT, depending on the winners. Hardy also noted that he and his brother have more appearances on the way. Uh, we have about 10 bookings as the Hardy Boys lined up all together, some autograph signings and some matches. So uh, interesting times. They're certainly uh, trying to milk the, the Hardy Boys train before people don't care anymore. <laughs> they don't now, do they? Probably not. I mean, Matt Hardy is in, yeah, Matt Hardy is essentially a manager. He does the occasional, um, you know, match here and there, but he's, he's a manager now, isn't he in AEW really? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a great talent. He's great on the mic. He's great with the charisma, but in ring work, he's not there since he dropped the broken gimmick. Yeah. And and before that last WWE run, when it was broken in impact, that's when Matt Hardy was at his peak. Jeff Hardy hasn't been at his peak since mid two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, so to put them back together again, I mean, it's a nostalgia app, which is great. It'll be a cheap, a cheap thing. They'll be in AEW, they'll win the tag straps, they'll split up. It'll be a Matt versus Jeff feud, and that'll be it. And then they'll, yeah, they'll disappear again. <laughs> mm, it's it's interesting. I think they'll, they'll, you know, they'll eventually ride off into the sunset when they're satisfied satisfied with everything. Um, moving on to to back to WWE, they're currently gearing up for WrestleMania 38, but the company is already planning for the following year's edition of the Showcase of the Immortals. In this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that WWE is planning to feature Dwayne The Rock Johnson versus Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey as the two major matches. Meltzer pointed out that a million things may happen between then and now, given the constant change of within, uh, within WWE and potential complications with Johnson's filming schedule, but reported that at the very least, Ronda is signed through till WrestleMania 39. As a result, it's fair to expect that she'll be involved in a very high-profile match at the show. So, Ronda Rousey is the new Undertaker then? Yeah, yeah. Just sign a a short-term contract and appear at WrestleMania. (laughs) Yeah, and also do the back-to-back. You know, he did Michael's two years. He did Triple H for two years. Now she's Mm. going to do Charlotte at WrestleMania and Becky next WrestleMania. Yeah. And then, you know, sail off in the sunset with those pouting lips as she walks to the ring. Yes, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I want to see a bit more from Ronda Rousey, uh, (laughs) whether or not she's still in the same condition as she was before. Uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see so we actually see her in a match as to what condition she's in. Uh, does she have the same pull as she did back in the day? I don't know. I think she's been gone for too long. You know, mm. she's she's kind of disappeared off the spotlight, hasn't she? When she came yeah. into WWE, she was fresh off the UFC, you know, baddest woman in the planet Yeah, yeah. run. Um, the WWE run wasn't as successful as what they wanted it to be or what she wanted it to be. She disappeared. Yeah. Rumours coming back. Great pop at the Rumble. But the pop on Friday wasn't, in my opinion as good as what it was at the Rumble. So is the interest already waning? Yeah, potentially, potentially. Do people care about Ronda Rousey anymore? Well, only way we're going to know is, is with time, and um, we'll see how the uh, the build-up to WrestleMania goes. Yeah. Uh, back onto the GCW news, Sean Waltman, also known as X-Pac, will make his return to a GCW ring at GCW Welcome to Heartbreak, where he'll team up with Joey Janela to face Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Uh, for the two-time WWE Hall of Famer, this bout will be a triumphant comeback following his battle with health issues. Uh, and uh, uh, in December, he stated he'd been medically cleared, so it was only a matter of time before he wrestled again. In an interview with Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, Waltman expressed his excitement for his return. He made it clear that equipped with a healthy body and mind, he plans to have some great matches. So 
yeah, interesting times there. Sean Walker, I don't know how old he is now, but he's he's got to be uh, getting on in years. But he's he certainly condition wise looked to be okay. One last run. I'm all for that because he's one that you haven't seen for a long time. So actually, yeah. for that to bring him back and do that one last thing, not in WWE and not in AEW. Mm. He's a great thing. And, you know, he can work alongside the guy like likes of Effie or, like you said, Brian Myers, Matt Cardona and Joey Janela. Mm. Good people to protect him as well. Yeah. And and a, 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 a definitive uh, kind of, oh, he's uh, a 49 is, uh, is X-Pac at the moment. So, I mean, he's older than me. That's saying something. Um, but, yeah, again, it's a name that uh, that GCW can use to sell tickets. You know, you, if you, you know, you know you're going to get a good product. If you're already an existing GCW fan, you'll come to the events no matter what. If you're, you haven't made your mind up about GCW or you don't know what GCW is, if you've got a poster with X-Pac, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Matt Cardona, uh, whoever else, Virgil, why the hell not? Um, you know, some of these guys mixed in with some of the GCW talent, you know, you're going to think, if you, you've never seen it before, I'm going to go and check out this show. It looks quite cool. Um, as long as it doesn't lose what made it good yeah by focusing too much on the imports or the 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 established names instead of the up-and-comers yeah we've seen too much of that hopefully what it will do is is sort of give some of these uh sort of undercard guys the rub and get their talents to a sort of worldwide audience yeah. get some eyes on this talent that's hopefully what the plan is uh there are also rumors this isn't in the news but i'm not sure if, andy do you listen to jeff jarrett's podcast oh yeah now he's been teasing over the last week or two that he's uh, making some sort of an announcement about a new uh, promotion uh, it, it's been very cryptic statements but I've got a feeling in the next week or two there's going to be a news item on this very show that will say that Jeff Jarrett has launched a new promotion and he's got um, funding or, or whatever and, and signed some talent to it and there's a, a debut show I reckon there's a, there's an announcement coming soon by Jeff Jarrett it's got to be something different it really has because you know if you think about the market where we're in at the moment You've got the biggest new competitor in AEW. Yeah, you've got Impact. Got Ring of Honor shut down, although coming back on a, a, a very different model. Yeah, um, GCW is climbing up the ranks. New Japan is taking over America. Yeah, what is Jarrett going to do different mm. that will really set him apart? Mm. Berkeley's, um technically Global Force was never declared closed. No, it wasn't. True, but he also couldn't get a TV deal for it. No, no. But again, you don't have that problem these days because you just hop it on fight and, and away you go. Um, what I, yeah, I mean, essentially, if you take it back uh, sort of 10, you know, even 20 years, 20 odd years, um, you've still got WWE, you've got AEW almost taking the WCW spot. GCW yeah. is hopping in there for your ECW fans. Um, you've still then got Impact who are technically kind of a, you know, indie, indie fed uh for, for a lot of those guys and then you've also got um you know nwa of course floating around there um for for people who like your classic wrestling which is the probably the one niche that i would have said jeff jarrett might have tried to uh, go back to sort of like your, your old school sort of 70s and 80s um maybe you're inspired by memphis and nwa sort of those old characters more wrestling rather than the high flying flipping flopping around Maybe that's what he does. Maybe he does because he, he focuses a lot, obviously, on the Memphis era because of Jerry and on the My World podcast. Yeah. So maybe that is what he does. He focuses on that. He's an ambassador for fight. Mm. So he's already got the link in there, like you said. It could be good, but it's going to have to have something that is completely mm. different to what you're seeing otherwise. Mm. Studio in studio wrestling is back with the NWA. So he's lost that niche. Mm. You know, the arena wrestling is being done now with Impact and wwe and aew so he's lost that the 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 indie circuit has always been around but if you look at like you said with gcw he's losing that cult status yeah so what's his selling point going to be 
it's yeah it's difficult to say because I mean they've kind of missed the boat because I mean I I think he's probably affiliated I I wouldn't be surprised if it's being financially backed partly by Comrade Thompson Um, and uh, you know those podcasts almost have like a a cult indie sort of feel and and some of these ex-WWE guys are sort of glomming onto it but that's what AEW already is you know, the, it was all about bringing together the independent wrestlers and putting them on a global stage. And uh, that's what's, what's happening with GCW now. A lot of those sort of former WWE stars are people like the indie darling, like Matt Cardona and people who have split from WWE doing their own thing um, and impact as well. You know, I, I'd just like to see, I hope he just doesn't make an idiot out of himself again, as he did with um, with Global Force, you know, with the big launch and then it never really went anywhere. Yeah, because the minute you turn around and say, I'm bringing Global Force back, you're going to get laughed out of the building. Yeah. Yeah, definitely rebrand it. Do not yeah. bring the old green and silver thing back because it just looked like Velocity. It, it, anyway, that was it. That was it. Velocity. Mm. It looked just That's like it. that. All the branding was like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. Conrad uh, Thompson will be the commentator, though. You can pretty much guarantee it. You're right. That would. Yeah. 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 If he hasn't got enough <laughs> on his uh, on his plate. Um, John Moxley is going to be coming back to Chicago, but he won't be competing in an AEW ring. In a promo released on the NJPW New Japan uh, America Twitter account, he announced that he will be at New Japan's Windy City Riot event on April the 16th. Uh, he says, when I think of New Japan Pro Wrestling, I think of concussions, swollen red chests, bruises, swelling. I think of sweat flying. I think of individuals digging down deep uh, into their souls to prove who's the best on that blue mat. The men who call themselves the best in New Japan, Shingo, Okada, Tanahashi. One thing has not changed. I'm the boogeyman in New Japan Pro Wrestling and no one can call themselves the best as long as I'm lurking in the shadows. So I'll be in Chicago on April 16th. New Japan Pro Wrestling, like you always do, bring your best. Oh, so glad he's back. He's yeah. looking in the best shape ever. Very, very good. Isn't it weird? He's almost got uh, a Stone Cold Steve Austin persona. Nothing he does is uh, any anything like a face would do. He, he's one of the loudest cheered guys on the roster. He doesn't slap hands with uh, with people on the way to the ring. You know, everyone wants to reach out and touch him. He just barges through. Um, doesn't play to the crowd at all. But you know, he is, he's, he is he is technically is a heel, but everyone cheers him. Is the Austin? Um, he's genuine, though. yeah, but he's yes. genuine. He's not trying to make himself something. He's different. He's not trying to come out and be in, uh, you know, the the John Cena with the you can't see me gimmick and all that type of thing. He is just being mocks. Yeah, and and that's why fans appeal to him. That's why they're they're cheering for him, and that's why they did the same with Austin. He can mm. he can work. He's proved himself. Mm. in some real crappy storylines in WWE. Oh, yeah. And proved himself in AEW. And the fact that he came back from that rehab to the one of the biggest reactions I think I have heard in, in recent memory. Mm. And that promo, you know, you can still remember lines from that promo now. It was oh, on, yeah. not on par with CM Punk, but it was definitely up there in terms of intrigue and appeal and reaction. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Um Okay, uh, next up then. So yeah, uh, Mox New Japan. It's going to be good. Uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are back together, but they have a new threat on their hands, which is Goldberg. Uh, the Hall of Famer marched through the ring on SmackDown and told Reigns that he acknowledged the champion as his next victim and challenged Reigns to a match for the Universal Championship at WWE Elimination Chamber. Yay! <sighs> Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> Because it's Saudi, it's a payday, it's a mm. big payday, and nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it, yeah, it's just those shows, isn't it? You know, they they just try and get the biggest stars they can. Uh, <laughs> Martin said we're still doing the news. It's nine o'clock. It is yes. Uh, well, it's not nine o'clock. It's eight o'clock, Martin. But he's nine o'clock in, in Germany. Nine o'clock in Germany. There you go. But we did have Tez on for a little while at the start, so yeah, you can forgive us for that. Uh, so yeah, bottom line, Goldberg's back, um, and yeah, what are we gonna do? What are we going to do? We just have to ride the wave and wait for him to go away again. He'll win the belt. He'll lose it at Mania or something. I don't know. He he can't. No, he can't win the belt. It's WWE. Of course he will win the belt. Well, yeah, but he can't because <laughs> it, that will break Roman Reigns' record. And you can't do that. And you want him to drop it to Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On night two of a two-night event. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I'm just done. So done with Goldberg. He was one of the most, yeah, that's me, grumpy old man. Um, <laughs> I, you know, one of the, it's just sad. One of the most over guys, mid 90s in WCW, ruled the wrestling world uh, with the exception of Austin, I think, at that point. And, uh, you know, now he's, he's basically a comedy act. Why keep dragging yourself out? This is where the whole argument of WWE product comes into play, isn't it? This is where they've lost that ability to create new matches and create new stars. Yeah. And that ability to read what the audience is about. All they yeah. care about are four people. Yeah. Lesnar, Reigns, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. That's yeah. all they care about. Yep. Yeah. 100% correct. 100% correct. Um, yeah, sad times. Um, I mean, Goldberg is, is a legend, but I think we all want to remember him as the WCW version of Goldberg who would just destroy people. We don't want to see this old guy with the grey beard uh, limping down to the ring and having sort of subpar matches. It just ruins the legacy. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a shame. It, it really should be a quick in, spear by reins, pin, done. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Or yeah. Lesnar's going to come out and interfere. And, you know, there'll be a win for Goldberg via DQ if they don't want to make him look weak. But for God's sake, don't put him over Reigns. Not yeah. for the title. Andy, like, over your um, over your left shoulder, there is mm-hmm. a little green light that's like flashing in the in the window. And it looks like maybe I've been watching too much horror stuff. And uh, it looks like there's just this really creepy, weird ass face looking through the window. <laughs> If yeah, Andy gets go- killed live on um, Ministry of Slam, we will make the footage available to Ministry of Horror. Tez will replay it live on Tuesday. <laughs> it's the ghost of the woman who used to live in this house. I need Crimson Mal to come and do a, an exorcism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it's all <laughs> but content. Now you've got, but now you've got me worried. So. <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, so with that, there was another news item, but it's not really very important. So we're going to scrap that because we are after eight o'clock already. Um, that was the news. That was the news. That was the news, Andy. That was the wrestling news. There we go. Um, so I think what we're going to do, we're going to take our very first commercial break of the night. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be looking at the, uh, we're going to talk about Dynamite a little bit. Obviously, it was Punk versus MJF, that big match. Uh, we're going to talk about Brandy Rhodes and her segment on uh, on on, uh, on Dynamite. And also John Moxley and Brian Danielson, what the hell is happening there? And then... You're going to be so excited about this. We're going to, uh, following that, we'll talk, uh, we'll just uh, give a quick plug to our good friend Glenn over at GX Accounts because it's the return, the long-awaited return of the MOS Arena. 
And maybe we'll give you a little bit of a tease on what the match is going to be uh, after this break. It's going to be amazing. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. Quick commercial break, and we'll be back with uh, AEW Dynamite discussion. Hey guys, Lawrence here with a quick update of what's coming up on the MOS Network. Thank you very much for checking out this show. It means a lot to Lee and me and we are so excited about what's going to happen in 2022. If you missed it last week, we have added, we have signed, we have joined forces, we have assembled with the main man, Mr. Andy Evans. And he is part of the MOS Network. And every single Wednesday on this network across the information superhighway, Andy will be broadcasting his retro chat show go back in time go back to the 80s and find out about all the awesome retro chat that andy talks about and brings to the table and podcast listeners that show will be going live in the podcast feed every single thursday so bonus content in the podcast feed remember we also have mos classic find out what was happening in wrestling 12 years ago this very week that goes into the podcast feed every single friday a very different lawrence is on that show i didn't know much about wrestling do i know much about wrestling now i don't really know but it's a good fun thing to listen to and it's a good time portal going back 12 years to finding out just when hulk hogan signed for tna so it's a very interesting thing to go and listen to you can follow the timeline of what was happening in wrestling 12 years ago it's really really quite fun to listen to Please remember to come and check out all of our social media platforms, facebook.com forward slash MOS Network, youtube.com forward slash the MOS Network. Follow us on this Twitch channel. Follow us across all the social platforms. We post content across all those platforms all week long. And please do remember to share any of our content. It will help the MOS Network and the MOS Army grow and we can get more members into this awesome community that we are all part of. Thank you very much to all of you guys for watching. Thank you very much for all of you podcasters for checking out the show. It means a lot. Tell a friend. Help spread the word of the MOS Network. Wrestling wins. Thank you, everyone. Much love. Bye-bye. This is Jerry Lynn, the new F and show, and you're listening to the Ministry of Slum. I love that intro. Um, do you know what is great is that we actually get to see the stream that you're seeing, um, uh, but we hear the music like it, it makes sense. But what I was watching there was Jerry Lynn like flipping around, doing all sorts of stuff with the Saved by the Bell music going in the background, and that's that's exciting. Uh, and Jerry Lynn... in the background. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. Uh, but anyway um <clears throat> okay so one of the things we have been talking to producer lawrence uh, throughout the uh, the ad uh, break and we are going to give you a sneaky preview of uh, what we've got coming up in the mos arena now obviously it's the brand new mos arena you guys have ha- had a preview of it in previous weeks and we wanted to start off with a big one um we've just had the wwe royal rumble two winners of the royal rumble uh obviously we've had Brock Lesnar winning the men's Royal Rumble and Ronda Rousey winning the women's Royal Rumble. We have got the two Royal Rumble winners, both MMA specialists, squaring off against each other in the MOS arena. Ronda Rousey versus Brock Lesnar in our nice, hardcore, blood-stained, 
cans of Coke on the floor, blood everywhere. Uh, Ministry of Slam, brand new arena. It's going to be awesome. But before we get there, we are going to be talking uh, a little bit about AEW Dynamite. Now, we, we talked about it in the uh, in the news, Andy. Uh, I think AEW's got to make some changes. They've got a lot of, they've got so much talent. They're relying a lot on debuts and big moments and everything. Uh, three segments that I really wanted to discuss this week uh, that took place on Dynamite. Of course, you can't start it off with anything more than uh, talking about the main event on the show, CM Punk versus MJF, the long-awaited uh, match. Uh, personally, I thought it was so well done, apart from uh, MJF's uh, ring attire being way too big for him. His knee pads were falling off. His trousers, his uh, pants look stupid. Um but yeah, I mean, a great match. And it was it was old school. It was what a wrestling match should be. It, it wasn't all dependent on big moves. There was story throughout it. It flowed. It was it was it just really, really worked. What did you think? It's the match we've waited for CM Punk to have since he's come back. Mm, definitely. And, it, and, and it's the match of MJF's, MJF's career. I yep. mean, it was brilliant. It was like you said, it was booked to perfection. It had good storytelling, great pacing. The moment where Wardlow comes out and, and does that stare off between him and Punk mm. gives um, MJF the diamond ring yeah. straight in, clocks him. Then the look of kind of a disappointment by Wardlow that he even used it to win the match. Yeah. But yeah. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. As Princess McCat says in the chat room, uh, we noticed this. Uh, so there was a the little segment where uh, CM Punk kept picking up MJF and just repeatedly body slamming him in the middle of the ring. Uh, again, when you're trained as a wrestler, and I'm not saying this to be big headed, but Andy, you and I went to a, a weekend wrestling training camp at one point. Uh, you're supposed to, when you're, you're the one being body slammed, you put your hand on the leg of the person who's body slamming you just to give yourself that bit of support and be able to throw yourself over. Uh, MJF kept putting his hand almost like on the crotch area of CM Punk and at one point put it sort of on his abdomen and it slid down and nearly pulled his pants down, which was, I mean, yeah, she noticed that. That's my girlfriend, everyone. Um, <laughs> that's an eagle-eyed wrestling fan. Good on you, Princess McCat. That's it is, good, it is. That, that's good eyes. <laughs> Uh, what I, mean, I say here now yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh so yeah i mean if you want to see cm punk nearly pop out then check out uh aw dynamite but the match itself as you said booked to perfection great uh great match it, it advanced the storyline um it was just in ring it was just a real departure from what aw have been doing no flippy stuff no just get as many spots in and then we'll get to the finish it was it was just progressive. It was bit by bit by bit. And it, it sort of, it continued. I don't know how else to ex explain it. Just a great match. It was perfection. But Princess McCat has just confirmed in the chat room mm. that you were the one who kept rewinding that spot. Kept? I didn't keep rewinding it. I showed you once. <laughs> Unbelievable. Trouble, trouble. There's going to be trouble. We're going to finish the show in a minute and there's going to be some trouble. <laughs> Princess McCat, just tell us in the chat room, how many times did he keep rewinding it? Don't lie this time. Um, okay, so again, main event of Dynamite. It was all seriousness. It was great. It was it was just what AEW needed. It built. I lost count. Unbelievable. This is brilliant. This is no, brilliant. But yeah. isn't this really, if you think about it, what made MJF? Because this I think is so. Punk's first major loss in AEW since he mm. came back in August in Chai Town. It's been building to this, mm. but that's what should have happened. Yeah, he he put over the future world champion of that company. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100% in agreement. I think, 
uh, one of the things that it reminded me of right at the end was, uh, do you remember when uh, Rock and Austin had their uh, their last match at WrestleMania 19? Yeah. And right at the end, they were talking to each other down on the mat for a good sort of 10 seconds before The Rock got up and started celebrating. There was, uh, again, MJF was slumped over the top of CM Punk at the end. And you could tell more by... Uh, you could see uh, CM Punk heavily breathing, but you could see his uh, the way his, his stomach was moving, that he was talking to mm. MJF at that point. And there was clearly some dialogue going between them for a few seconds after the match finished. And I can only imagine it was uh, MJF thanking him for putting him over and, and you know, what the great match that they've had. Mm. Again, MJF will never admit that in character because he is, you know, on char- in character 24-7. But it really, really did... Um, you know, come across as, uh, you know, they appreciated each other having that match. Some really, really good stuff. Pepsi plunge from the top rope as well. Yeah. Right, sick move, wasn't it? It was just yeah. fantastic. It was, oh, I, I just love MGF so much. I mean, he mm. is so good at what he does and how much he's grown mm. since debuting on Dynamite at the beginning of the run back in 2019. Yeah. Going through the COVID era, going through the empty pandemic, you know, the empty audience arena uh, mm. era. Um, yeah doing those big matches with the likes of Jericho, keeping up mm. with them. Yeah. And you've got to think that after Hangman defeats Lance Archer on Dynamite in a couple of weeks, it will be MJF versus Page at an upcoming pay-per-view. Yeah, would love to and see does that. he win it at that point? Does he would- wait until All Out? Yeah, I mean, this is what um, Mr. Price has just said. Uh, the question, revolution, MJF and Hangman, too soon or hold off on his eventual AEW title shot. I think they, they do need to build it. Uh, I mean, he's got nuclear heat at the moment. I'd like to see where else they go with him next, whether or not he continues with CM Punk for a little while, what CM Punk has to say after the defeat, uh, whether or not he says, all oh, respect to him, fair enough, he beat me, or if they have a, a rematch because of the, the uh, you know the foreign object at the end. Um, Adam Cole apparently number two in the rankings of uh, of AW. So uh, Hangman Cole, Hangman and yeah, Hangman Adam Cole, oh. Hangman Adam Cole, Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole <clears throat> at, uh, at Revolution. MJF at the next pay per view. Barclays says. I, I think you've got to clearly think you've got MJF versus Wardlow next. Eventually, yeah. And yeah. then after that, it will be going. Because he'll go over Wardlow, I think. Mm. I don't think you're oh, going to yeah. put Wardlow over MJF. Um, and then it will be August, September time is when you're going to get, if Paige is still world champion at that point, because we don't know. Yeah, I, uh, he's losing so much steam as champion at the moment, in my opinion. Um, they need to get that belt off him pretty soon. But they also need to do the, the Wardlow turn really soon. Because again, I think it's got to the point where it's got, that the heat is very close to starting to disappear again. We've there have been so many moments where it's like he's going to turn, he's going to turn, and he doesn't. Mm. Um, we're expecting it before, we're expecting it in this match, and it hasn't happened. And you want to pull that trigger before people start losing interest. And again, you want Hangman Page to lose the belt before anyone else. Do they flip it back to Moxley maybe at some point soon? Well, that's going to be an interesting thing because obviously we'll talk about Moxley and Danielson in in a moment. Mm. Um, just thinking about Punk because there was a comment earlier on about what does Punk do next. That next feud is going to be him and Wardlow. Mm, Got to be. It, it has to be. Mm. Like, you know, we're going to get we're going to get Punk coming out on Wednesday doing a forty five minute promo about how he's come back to wrestling to because of his love for it and not wanting to be in WWE for the past seven years. And Wardlow will get mentioned for maybe thirty seconds, and that will set up a match. Yeah. So a typical Punk return, but that has to occur. And I think Mart put it in the chat room 
no, Bericles has put it in the chat room. Wardlow costs MJF the title, perhaps, and that's where the big split. So I think they'll keep mm. it running right the way through to all out or whatever. Yeah. Loses it. Then that's it. The Diesel Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that's that's what they're they're building it off of, isn't it? That that kind of uh, relationship. Very interesting. I'll be I'll be uh, be uh, be interested to see what happens. How they uh, how they continue the story and, and the interaction with people. Fran the Cannon says uh, Wardlow next. We could see Wardlow and Punk versus MJF and Spears in the build up to the singles match. That would be interesting. Yeah, Martin Martin goes. If Wardlow wins the TNT title from Guevara. MJF takes it because of the contract, and that's the turn spot. Mm, very good. Yeah, that would work. That would definitely work. I'd like to see that. Um, yeah, I could see the old uh, Virgil smashing uh, million dollar man in the head with the million dollar belt situation. That could work. Um, yeah, like to see that. Why is Martin not booking a wrestling company in 2022? This is what I want to know. Well, he could go work for Jack. He could do. <laughs> there's the old. Uh, there's the old Martin jingle from back in the day. Um, next up, I wanted to talk about the Brandy Rhodes uh, segment, which was, I'm not quite sure how this works. So Brandy Rhodes came out, obviously, uh, CM, uh, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes is playing his character at the moment to a T. He's a fan favorite, but he's so over the top that people are booing him. He's saying he's never going to turn heel, but he's just rubbing fans up the wrong way. Obviously, Brandy Rhodes is uh, Cody's wife. So she's coming out playing a similar sort of character. She's being so sickly sweet and uh, super face. So people don't like her. Um, she can't, she, she, she's very painful to watch in the ring. It's very, very awkward in the way she says some stuff. Um, you then have uh, American top team come out, Dan Lambert, considering they're supposed to be heels and everyone, are cheer- everyone's cheering them because they're coming out to shut Brandy Rhodes up. That's interesting. Uh, whereas up to this point they've been uh, they have been heels strictly heels and everyone's you know chanting for uh, 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 Dan Lambert and telling Brandy Rose shut the f up chanting that throughout the whole arena. Then we see the return of Paige Van Zandt. She comes back in and and uh, takes Brandy Rose down, starts beating the crap out of her. So it looks as though we're going to be seeing this. But again, I, it looks as though. Uh, American top team in this angle are going to be the uber faces because people don't like brandy i got no problem with that because i think america's top team are actually pretty good dan lambert Mm. if you go back and talk about what we were talking on wednesday about the greatest wrestling managers and bobby Mm. heenan he is kind of like our modern era bobby heenan yeah yeah you know great on the mic great cutting a promo great doing the heel actions at ringside yeah he's got that persona he's got that character and that's what that team needs brandy rhodes is painful Mm. in anything she does yeah and you know we talk about ronda rousey not being able to cut a promo she can do it better than ronda than uh than brandy Rhodes. we talk about jay cargill Mm. not being a rookie not being able to work she can Mm. work better than brandy Rhodes. yeah 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 And, and it was it was awkward i think the crowd is smart they they realize that she's only in the position in AEW because of cody that's it Mm. So why would I cheer? Yeah, exactly. If we're going to be one, we're going to be the other. And interestingly enough, it was, I think it was even the following segment or or, or the the segment after where we saw American top team come down with Jake, the snake of course, representing um, uh, Lance Archer. And um, again, we're supposed to be booing Lance Archer as he goes up against Hangman Page. So we're cheering American top team in one uh, segment and then having to boo them the next. And that's a little bit confusing from uh you know a sort of a, a a fan who's just watching it a lay person mm. as it were um not knowing you know why, why, we were cheering this guy a minute ago why are we now booing him but that goes to show that there's a problem with the booking or you've got too much happening mm. and not enough payoff to the storylines yeah 
Because if yeah. you're getting confusion, you're getting a crowd that's in there getting mixed reactions mm. for a talent. You've got a problem. And, you know, Bericles has put that Brandy was going for heat. It's the wrong heat she was getting. Yeah, She wasn't oh, getting definitely. heel heat. This, this was X-Pac heat. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. We don't like you. You're not very good. We're bored of you. Get out um, of the ring. Yeah, here are some different people. We're going to cheer for them instead. Yeah. Could have yeah. been anyone that came out, but uh, you know the, the fact that you've then got Paige Van Zandt to come out, that the people are going to be behind because she's, um, you know, she's Paige Van Zandt, and anyone who comes in to, you know, beat up Brandy Rhodes, why not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the weakest segment on Dynamite in a long time. Mm, yeah, but uh, but and then also because of that, almost the strongest segment because of how it turned. Yeah, but it's doing what it's it, in some ways though. It was the best one because it's doing what it's done. It's got you yeah. talking about it. We're yeah. talking about how bad it was. Yeah. And, and Brandy Rhodes will come out the next week and think, oh, well, you were just, you know, oh, thanks for all your support and all of this and being sickly sweet again. And it'll make you hate her even more. Um, whether or not they say their heels or faces or whatever, they are, you know, the Rhodes family are truly the mm-hmm. heels in this situation. Um, then, of course, moving on to the uh, uh, John Moxley, Brian Danielson segment. Of course, after the match with Moxley and Wheeler Utah, Brian Danielson comes out. Interesting altercation between the two talking about you know making some sort of inside uh wrestling references and um sort of danielson offering him the opportunity to you know we could kind of run this company uh if you and i got together and it really started making my mind uh go overdrive and and how they could make this work if i said the word and we'll, we'll talk about these guys a little bit later on if i said the word mega powers way um, you get those these two guys together as a as a team. Whether or not they then go as heels, you know, be great having them as a heel tag team. It's like the two man power trip. I know that got derailed because of the uh, uh, the injury to Triple H, but yeah, bring them in as a as a as a team, and they're they're dominating everyone. And then finally they turn, or someone turns, and you know, presumably it's Moxley going back as a face again, or even keep Moxley as the as the bad guy and uh, Danielson. Uh, is is the face turning back face, and then you have a big match at All Out or whatever, um, however many months down the line. I've got to admit, I am loving Danielson as the heel. I mean, it's something that we haven't seen for so long in mm. WWE. It was that sickly face with the yes chant that everybody yeah. loved him, and that yes movement. You couldn't turn him heel if you tried. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, AEW. He's done it so well. That mm. natural organic heel turn by the crowd. Yeah. In that feud of Adam Page, which you knew was always going to happen. Mm. Um, Moxley coming back, like you said, he he is naturally a heel. Yeah. Right? That's what he was. And that's what he is. But he's the fans love him. So yeah. cement him with Brian Danielson. You have got some cracking potential matchups there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danielson yeah. and you know, Danielson and Moxley against the Lucha Express. Yeah. Moxley against Guevara. Yeah. Moxley against Paige. Danielson against Guevara with a backup. I mean, it's it writes itself that you could really have a bloodline storyline scenario mm, in yeah, AEW. Yeah. yeah. Add into that punk. Oh yeah. You could almost have a sort of within AEW NWO little faction there with the three of them, former WWE guys, um, all a bit disillusioned with everything, just taken over and, and yeah, millionaires club almost. Well, indie darlings, I was going to say. Ring oh, of yeah. Honor. Yeah. 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 WWE, yeah. CZW. Could work. Give it. A, they're talking about developing the younger guys. Joey Janela is not really doing much on AEW. Yeah, and he's Daisy shown GC. that he can carry across a, a big storyline with your your Matt Cardona thing in yeah. GCW. 
there's your GCW connection to the Indies. Bring them mm. in. Yeah. And uh, as Bericles and Necro Riley said, uh, yeah, Planet's champion, the the, the hemp uh, championship and calling everyone a f- uh, everyone fickle uh, was gold Danielson heel. It, it was, um, but it was kind of, in AEW, he's a bit more of a natural heel. He's not pushing any kind of uh, agenda. He's just a bad guy. You know, uh, he doesn't need anything to kind of push himself being a bad guy. He's just a bad guy. But in um, his mind, he's not a bad guy. In his yeah. mind, he's just Danielson. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and again, yeah, uh, uh, the canon said, I'm so uh, I'm more intrigued by the Mox Brian team up and guys like Wheelie Utah under their learning tree than them feuding. I think the one thing I don't like about that is because we've got so many of these little stables around, like your team Taz, like your, um, you know, people like, yeah, the factory, uh, as, as Martin said, and, um, uh, you know, the, the um, oh God, what, what's Matt Hardy? Hardy. The, the, yeah, the Hardy family whatever it is um jurassic express with uh you know christian cage and all these little mini stables around i don't want that i'd love it just to be the two of them steamrolling through stuff i think that'd be great yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting to see where it goes it's got potential i mean you think of guys like orange cassidy yeah you turn him he could be huge i mean you know on that dynamite next week you've got the inner circle yeah all hands being together there's a an you have to attend. It's a state of the address in a circle. Mm. Guevara turns yeah. his back on Jericho. Yeah. Joins up with Mox and Danielson. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, are they looking to form their own NWO or, you know, a version of not the NWO, but something similar to that to try and take over AEW? That would be great. It'll be good. It'll be gold. But as long as they give it time and they don't convolute it with other mini stables, like you said, mm. and other big storylines. Do you need to put Mox and Danielson in the world title picture this close? No. No. You let don't need Paige it. get some sort of heat. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe this is you... how you build Paige. You know, you, you've got this strong faction. You know, your Hangman Page, even though he's got the belt at the moment, comes in like almost like a sting uh, kind of figure, a defender of AEW as its champion, trying to take these guys on. And, um, you know, they continue it through the year. That'd be great. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. It's exciting. It is. There's a lot of stuff coming up. So, uh, yeah, keep uh, stay tuned to AW Dynamite and Rampage. I'm sure this storyline is going to continue. Uh, <laughs> Martin said, let's stop all this and talk about how awesome Danhausen is. I've caught up on a lot more Danhausen over the last week uh, via YouTube. Uh, one of the toy figure hunts that they did on, uh, God, who is it? Um, Ethan Page's YouTube channel. Uh, he goes on the wrestling figure hunts and, and other toy hunts. They took Dan Housen with him to his toy shop and it's mental. Uh, he said, I got kicked out of here last time because I stole things. <laughs> um, it's very good. Yeah, check out uh, Ethan Page's YouTube channel for that one. It's worthwhile watch. Um, okay, let's move on then. It's, it's what everyone's been waiting for. We're going to uh, take a quick break now. We're going to uh, talk about our good friend Glenn over at GX Accounts and uh, give him uh, some some love as it, as it is tax season. And uh, then we're going to get straight into the brand new MOS Arena. We're going to be having Ronda Rousey versus Brock Lesnar, the two winners of the Royal Rumble 2022, going up against it in a, uh, a very heavily anticipated match. Uh, let's check it out. Lawrence Rowland. Ministry of Slam would like to thank our Ministry of Slam Arena sponsor, GX Accounts. 
We are in the lush branded GX Accounts studio here as we uh, welcome GX Accounts to the Ministry of Slam team. GX Accounts are recognized as a leading cloud accounting firm in the UK. They work with online packages such as Zero, QuickBooks, Free Agent, and Dext. They take the pain out of bookkeeping and they keep their clients on top of their taxes and free up their time so they can do what they want in their spare time such as watching wrestling or even watching Ministry of Slam. If people want to get in touch with GX Accounts, they can do so over at their website, gxaccounts.com. Or you can check out the GX Accounts social media. Just search GX Accounts on Facebook and Twitter. Or GX Glenn is in the Discord. Just sling him a message over there. Ministry of Slam would like to thank GX Accounts for sponsoring the Ministry of Slam arena. Not only does wrestling win, but GX Accounts wins. If you want to check out the MOS Arena, you can do over on our YouTube channel. We're going to be uploading the matches over there. Uh, we've got um, phenomenal matches coming up. Check it out if you want to know who wins. It's going to be awesome. Uh, a brand new MOS Arena. Check it out. There's stuff all over the place. There's banners, MOS banners all over the place. We've got MOS Army. We've got Bericles Corner. We've got Grot Bags 316 banners in the arena. Unbelievable. Check it out, the MOS Arena. Um, right, let's move on. Now, normally... Lawrence tends to take care of uh, a very serious wrestling promo. And we tend to you know, have an idea a few days in advance. You know, we, we kind of book who's going to do a serious wrestling promo for the week. Uh, this week, Lawrence was going to do it. But then, uh, you know, right at the very last minute, COVID took down our beloved Lawrence and he couldn't, uh, he couldn't, um, you know, speak basically. Uh, so he couldn't do a very serious wrestling promo. I wasn't around to do it. Andy wasn't around to do it. So, we had to drag in a very special guest for this week's very serious wrestling promo. So we've had a lot of fun with the MOS arena. It's time to bring it down. Let's get serious for this week's very serious wrestling promo. And now Ministry of Slam proudly presents a very serious wrestling promo. So you're the man that rules the world. They call me the shock master. You've ruled the world long enough. Sid Vicious, get ready. Come on. You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Come and get me. Come after me, Sid. I'm ready. Along with Davy Boy, Sting and Dusty Rhodes. We'll see you at the full rule. At the war games. Until then, aha, aha, aha. The Shockmaster, 18th of August, 1993. And that was a very serious wrestling promo. And thank you to the lovely Meryl for uh, stepping in and doing a very serious wrestling promo. It doesn't get more serious than Meryl, ladies and gentlemen, especially when you're talking about the Shockmaster. Uh, there we go. We never thought we'd see it. It was a shockingly serious promo, wasn't it? Shocking. Yeah. Makes you want to crash through a wall. It does. Um, <laughs> right. Now we're going to move on to my favorite segment of the show, which yeah. is this week in wrestling history. Now, I'm very conscious at this point that uh, we are um uh, you know we, we, we've been going for a year now so obviously we're looking at some of these uh, same things that we have done on years before so trying to make it a little bit different and uh I, I think a couple of these we have done before but we want to talk about them again we're a year down the line 
52 weeks. That's a year, in case anyone didn't know. Don't know why I said that. Anyway, um, so let's get it started. The first one we've got is the 3rd of February, 1989, 33 years ago. Unbelievable. Uh, let's wait for that to pop up on the screen. And uh, are we there yet? There we go. Uh, 33 years ago on the main event, the Mega Powers exploded. Uh, leading to their big match at WrestleMania 5. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, of course, formed shortly after WrestleMania 4, after Randy Savage won the championship, and the whole year-long saga of uh, Savage um, thinking that Hulk Hogan was trying to steal Elizabeth, that he was getting all the glory. Uh, eventually, they split here. Uh, Miss Elizabeth got knocked out at ringside when Savage got thrown out of the ring. Hogan leaves the match, takes Elizabeth backstage uh, to, to get her some medical help, and Savage gets beaten up in the ring, and they finally split backstage. Savage whacks Hogan with the belt. He falls on the ground, and it builds up to the big championship match at WrestleMania 5. Uh, you know, one of the two key, well-built, long-term storylines uh, in professional wrestling obviously you talk about this one and you talk about sting built up over such a long period of time this one was uh, absolute genius start to finish andy oh god yeah you can't talk about 80s and early 90s without talking about the mega powers exploding and it's funny though that you mentioned there two of the biggest year-long storylines in wrestling history and both of them feature hogan yeah so yeah considering the guy is not a good worker you know, mm. he's in two of the biggest storylines that we still talk about today. Savage was just incredible at this point when they mm. yeah, really at the top of his game. And it was so cool to see that formation at WrestleMania 4, seeing Savage walk out with the strap, which is what, as a wrestling fan, you wanted to see. Mm. Um, and then you gradually saw it kind of go downhill yeah. over the year. And those little nuances, that little shades of jealousy in the eyes of the Macho Man. Mm. And and Hogan being actually is Hogan the good guy in this or is he the bad guy? Yeah, I think I remember Bruce Pritchard talking about this angle, and I think the reason it did so well is you could put yourself in Randy Savage's yeah. uh, boots. You know, he wasn't as big a star as Hogan. He was obviously you can see on the picture there he was he was shorter. He wasn't as big and muscular as Hogan. It was easy for him in his mind to think of himself as lesser than Hogan. Hogan comes along, starts you know interacting with Elizabeth a lot more, and and he starts getting jealous, and and it does explode. You know, people have been in that sort of situation before. Um, and also Great. think about the fact that you, you mentioned earlier on that Liz gets knocked out at ringside and mm. Hogan's the one who scoops her up and walks to the back, yeah. leaving his partner. Now, why would Hogan do it? Mm. Yeah, it should be Savage that's going out and, and helping or um, at the very least, they're both still in the ring and get medical assistance, yeah. you know, get someone else to come out and, and, and get yeah. Elizabeth. Uh, but, you know, even their very first tag team match together, SummerSlam 88, we've watched it over and over. Um, uh, Elizabeth runs over and gives Hogan a hug at the end of the match first before Savage. And even there you see Savage looking sideways at Hogan. And this is mm. when they're sort of in their prime before any of the dissension happens. When you look back at it and analyze it, there were those little side looks there, you know, what are you doing? You know, you're not a bigger star than me kind of thing. Two of the greatest of all time. And you can't take it away because this wouldn't have worked with any of the others in that no. era. You no. couldn't imagine Hogan and Bossman or Hogan and Terry Taylor, or, mm. you know, Hogan and, and whoever at that point. The two biggest names in professional wrestling at that point in the 80s was Hogan and Randy Savage, yep. and they took it to the limit. It was Absolutely. tremendous. Yep. And you yep. can still watch it now mm. and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel dated. 
Mm. Even if you watch, I, I would guess, I mean, obviously there was, there was your weekly TV, but you could probably watch the timeline of, of the pay-per-views that they were involved in, along with some of their main events, Saturday night's main events, that sort of stuff, uh, all the way through to get a good idea of the uh, the, the whole storyline start to finish, building up to uh, WrestleMania five and the uh, and the championship match there with Hogan winning the championship back from Savage. Exactly. I think the franchise is put in the chat room. Great storytelling by Hogan, Macho and Liz. And that's mm. someone we forget. Mm. We actually forget that Liz barely spoke yeah. on camera. It wasn't really until WrestleMania six mm. that she cut her. You actually heard from Elizabeth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In that whole, you know, Dusty Rhodes mixed tag team match with Sapphire and, and Savage and, mm. and, um, and Sherry. So for her to actually go out and act the way she did and put that level of emotion into the performance yeah. which way was she going to side was she going to side with savage was she going to side with hogan at wrestlemania mm. tremendous yeah yeah 100 um okay so that was the first one that was 33 years ago wow. uh, just 22 years ago on the 31st of january 2000 uh is our next item uh on the menu here and this was where we saw for the very first time uh, jumping ship from WCW, the Radicals, Perry Saturn, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Dean Malenko, uh, pictured on WWE for the first time ever on Raw. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, what a, what a time this was when WCW was really starting to uh, you know lose a lot of their big time players. Um, a lot of the the, the uh, uh, performers were starting to realize how badly WCW was run, and uh, you know, four of them uh, jumped over to the WWF, and of course, were a big part of uh, the WWF all the way through their careers. I mean, Perry Saturn, arguably not so much. Uh, welcome, Flake underscore ninety two to the MOS network. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, and uh, yeah, so Perry Saturn had the moppy angle with Terry Runnels, um, Dean Malenko with the kind of double O seven style. Uh, uh, persona at one point but obviously Guerrero and Benoit uh, winning the respective world titles uh, Benoit obviously with the world heavyweight Eddie Guerrero with the WWE championship winning that from Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. uh, that Wrestlemania 20 period um, you know again forgetting what happened with with Benoit later in in the day but at this point you know they, they were great performers and involved in some classic storylines really good stuff exactly and also bear in mind that Benoit turned down the opportunity to be the WCW title holder Gave it back. He said, yeah. I want it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And left and came to WWE. Just goes to show how sort of worthless it was at that point. And this was still a good year before WCW went out yeah. of business still. But also going. goes to show you how different the product was back then mm. compared to now. Because yeah. realistically, would you do you think you would have had four guys of that stature going from AEW to WWE? Not really. I mean, again, I suppose the closest we've seen at the moment would be the Undisputed Era leaving and going to mm. AEW. So, you know, Adam, Adam Cole, Adam Cole. Uh, I was going to say Hangman Adam Cole. Why do I keep saying that? Adam Cole, uh, you know, uh, Roderick Strong, potentially, uh, you know, Johnny Gargano and uh, obviously Bobby Fish and, and Kyle O'Reilly. Those guys coming over is sort of similar, similar kind of situation, I guess. But you know, coming over to WWE, there's no one really that can make that uh, jump the other way, I don't think, as a group of four. Yeah, um, Perry Saturn looks like he's had a, a bit of plastic surgery there, doesn't he? Mm, he does. He was never quite right. He's an interesting chap. Very yeah. interesting chap. And uh, as mm. is pointed out in the uh, uh, in the chat room there, the girl uh, sat sort of right behind the row behind. So you can see her in between uh, Benoit and Malenko looking really bored, looking at Dean Malenko, wondering who the hell he is. Why is a camera on these four? 
What's going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> Why are they wearing these weird shirts to a WWE event? Anyway. Uh, and then the very last one, I wanted to go a little bit obscure with this one. 3rd of February, 2008, just 13 years ago, uh, a certain person made his TNA debut against Elix Skipper on Explosion. It was Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, wow. Obviously, this was before HD, so the pictures of it are a little bit uh, weird, but that is uh, shown on screen there, Nakamura with short hair. He was a part of TNA wrestling. How weird is that? God, you don't realise that, do you? You just don't remember it. No, absolutely. Yeah, so Shinsuke's uh, one TNA match, as Mr. Priceless says, yeah, comes in, uh, has the match with Elix Skipper, and then, of course, uh, goes back to New Japan and becomes a superstar and then, uh, you know, uh, comes over to WWE and then is not a superstar anymore. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting to see some of these people. I mean, there was, uh, I think Okada was was uh, a part of, uh, of TNA as well. Some of these guys that made it absolutely huge in New Japan uh, did... Um, you know, kind of cut their teeth in some ways, or certainly, you know, thought they would improve them to to tour some of these other com- uh, companies and uh, went over to US and were part of Impact for a little while. So, wow, what happened to Elix Skipper? He kind of just disappeared, didn't he? After a while, yeah, I've got no idea. He was there one minute, gone the next. A bit like mm. you know, Monty Brown. Obviously, I know he's retired, but yeah. there's still a market for him. Yeah, yeah, there's still a market for Monty Brown. I mean, Monty Brown was was TNA original. He was huge. Uh, he made that jump over to uh, WWE and ended up in the uh, failed ECW experiment over there in, in WWE. Um, yeah, Naito was there, apparently. Uh, yeah, there's, there's no limit with Yujiro, um, Hiroki Goto and others as well. Yeah, TNA was so good. It says Elix retired in 2009. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, still one of those guys who is a big, you know, he's always shown in, in some of the clips when you look back at old TNA doing that old Frankensteiner off the top of the cage. Unbreakable to, 05, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, must, it was definitely that era. Yeah, um, yeah uh, such a classic TNA moment that showed in the highlight things. Yeah, Marcus Corvon is uh, Corvon. We did a Corvon ad. Oh, we? I haven't heard that in years. <laughs> um, Marcus Corvon, uh, Monty Brown was in uh, in ECW. Yeah, it did sound like a washing powder. It really was. I think we need to try and find that. I'm going to send it over to uh, send it over to Lawrence. Play the old Corvon ad. Oh, you should. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should do that. Christ. Uh, yeah, Corvon, give your give your washing machine a pounce. I think was the tagline. That was it. Give your yeah. washing machine. Give your washing a pounce with Corvon. <laughs> oh god oh wow so there we go uh nakamura against elix skipper on tna actually on explosion so there we go Uh, so he didn't even make it onto impact he just made it onto explosion on the internationally syndicated program yeah exactly exactly yeah fun times fun times now andy something we've got to introduce you to here is the 211 quiz Uh uh-oh and uh, the, the way it works here is uh, so we look look back in, in wrestling past and we look back to see uh, whose birthday it is um, or who has a uh, date of birth in the, the current wrestling week. And I'll give you some clues and you can see if you can work out who it is. Now, I will kindly ask you in a moment to minimize the chat room so you, no one can give you uh, the answers here. Um, okay. And the reason it's called the 211 quiz listeners is because we have an amazing bit of uh tense sounding music which lawrence will be playing for us in just a minute and it lasts two minutes and 11 seconds that's the 211 quiz so um andy do you feel like you're ready no no but let's do it fine it'll be fine it's someone you know it's someone you know very well so okay good hopefully it'll be uh be nice and easy so lawrence whenever you're ready if you can start off the 211 quiz music and we'll get going 
Here we go. So this person was born on February the 8th, 1955, passed away on August the 13th, 2018. Uh, he was best known for his appearances in the 80s and 90s in the WWF. He also won titles in Stampede, Championship Wrestling from Florida, Mid-South Wrestling, Memphis Wrestling, and Mid-Eastern Wrestling Federation. Um, he uh, gained athletic acclaim for his success in the strength-oriented track and field events, uh, including shot putt. Um, he also played in the National Football League, where he played for the Oakland Raiders and Dallas Cowboys in practices and preseason games. Adney's Brown. <coughs> nope. Damn. Um, uh, let's see what else have I got. Uh, okay, so uh, he was more famed, famous uh, in a tag team role. He was in multiple tag teams in his WWF run. Also spent short time as two separate characters in a singles run. Jim Nine. Uh, yes. You got it right. right. <laughs> there we go. You won. You won. It's... <laughs> so, of course, Jim Neidhart, the father of uh, Natalia and one half of the Heart Foundation with Brett the Hitman Heart. Of course, he was uh, in the Heart Foundation, also in the New Foundation with uh, Owen Hart. Uh, so two separate tag teams. He had his own singles career at one point and then was brought back. Do you remember who? in 1996 was that him that was him yeah yeah, yeah. i never knew that so on the july 6th 1996 episode of superstars nightheart returned to the wwf as the masked heel who a gimmick designed for commentators vince mcmahon and jerry lawler to make a who's on first style do- jokes during his matches uh who last appeared on the tv on tv in the bikini blast off party on the SummerSlam pre-show and his last match was a win over alex porto in miami on september the 12th Christ. weird very odd, very odd. And wow, then, of course, Jim came back. I know, amazing. I, I returned to the WWF in uh, 97, of course, being part of the, the wider Heart Foundation that included uh, British Bulldog and uh, Brian Pillman, Owen and Brett, of course. Um, yeah, great times. Jim the Anvil Neidhart there on the 211 his, quiz. And wasn't his last appearance on uh, Total Divas? Yes, it was. Yes, he appeared on that a lot. Obviously, his, uh, 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 Natalia's uh, parents, um, yeah, uh, J- the wow. Anvil was, was on there quite a lot. So, yeah, good to see. Good to see. Um, okay, let's move on then to uh, some phone calls. Um, Lawrence is going to put the link in the chat room there for some phone calls. If you want to call in and talk about anything to do with wrestling over the last uh, seven days, you can do. I know uh, Franchise uh, has been to progress uh just today and some interesting stuff i think we have had uh spoiler alert uh an appearance from the wwe uk champion uh at the progress show tonight so we will probably talk about that if you don't want any details about that i would probably say um you know give that a rest right we've got necro eric uh he's going to be joining us very very shortly he's in the waiting room just going to add him to the chat lawrence i think this is going to need a three-man uh layout on the screen. So I'm just adding Necro to the stream now. Uh, uh, Necro just collecting to audio. I need a fucking. There we go. There's Necro uh, ceiling. There's Necro. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry, guys. This uh, thing is not. You know, I got to balance this. Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. Necro. how you doing? All right, I gotta actually gotta freaking mute this. Shit. <laughs> Here we go. All right, I think that, I think we're good to go now. How's it everybody doing? Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. How are you? Good, good. Hello. Thanks for having hello. me on again. 
no problem it. at all. Um, now we obviously we understand there was uh, to be perfectly honest, we didn't realize there was another GCW show last night. Um, yeah, there was two this weekend. Oh, okay, two. I didn't realize that. Okay, can you talk yeah. us through them? Because you know we're we're trying to keep up with our GCW, especially with the announcement that GCW coming to the UK at some point. Uh, Absolutely, this year that's going to be cool. But um, what did we miss uh, this week on on GCW? All right, yeah, there was actually quite a few shows this past week. Um, we we'll start with the GCW. Uh, so yeah, on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, there was two shows. So there was the Houston show on Friday. But there was many, many changes due to the weather. A lot of people couldn't make their flights. So technically, uh, Matt Tremont was out. He was supposed to be in a main event against Sadika. So Matt Tremont was out. AJ Gray was out. And Matthew Justice was out as well. So there was a lot of changes to the main event and to that card. Yeah. But uh, the cage, uh, they had a cage match main event on Friday, which Mm -hmm. was a little bit random. It was kind of just Sadika. And then people would come in, add themselves to the match, add themselves to the match. Yeah, they had them. Uh, yeah, it was it was all right. Um, Blake Christian defeated Gringo Loco, uh, Mascarada Dorado, which uh, WWE fans will know as um, Grand Metallic. Oh yeah, uh, from the uh, Lucha House Party, he made his debut in GCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did uh, an ASF, uh, which was probably the best match of the night. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a, I believe that was the scramble, uh, or maybe it wasn't. I believe that might have just been a match. But it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the Luchadors in uh, GCW have been going crazy. Yeah, uh, They've been doing really good stuff. So yeah. that was probably the match of the night for me, was uh, the uh, Gringo Loco, Masco Dorada, ASF, and Blake Christian. Yeah, There was uh, Ninja Mac defeated uh, Nick Wayne in a okay. singles match, which was very good. I would love to see them run that back again. That was a lot of fun. Two younger guys. Nick, uh, Nick Wayne's really young, and Ninja Mac is the guy that does all the flips all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mask. Yeah. So he's good. And uh, Grim Reefer was doing Grim Reefer things, which is the guy with the joint. He does his flips <laughs> with the joint. He's got the lit, lit joint. He does his flips. He's awesome. So it, was, uh, it wasn't the best show due to a lot of changes. Like, you know, what, what we were expecting to happen didn't exactly happen. Yeah. But they made the best of it in Houston for sure hmm. on Friday. Okay. Okay. And then and the then, second show on Saturday. Yeah. On Saturday, they were in Dallas. And uh, – so that that also a lot of people couldn't show up due to their uh, their flights and whatnot. Yeah. But I guess AJ Gray managed to make it in. He uh, def- uh, defeated Ali Catch in an extreme title de- match, but it wasn't a death match, which is kind of odd. Mm. Like you defending the GCW Extreme Title, but there was no there was no no death matching stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was a pretty short match. Could have been better. Um, Mike Bailey defeated uh, Jimmy Lloyd in a fantastic match. Yeah, uh, pretty short, but very, very good match. I would recommend anybody to go back and watch Mike Bailey versus Jimmy Lloyd from Saturday. And then um, in the match of the night for me, un- unbelievable match. Everybody needs to see this is Psycho Clown defeated Gringo Loco in a crazy match. It was like 20, 25 minutes. It was insane. He did a dive off of a goalpost through some uh, tables in the in the arena, it was crazy. It was it was very very well done, and they bled they bled buckets. It was it was very very good, very good lucha style match. Yeah, and Amazing. then uh, then the second half they had uh, the the scramble, which was good. Uh, Blake Christian uh, defeated uh, Laredo Kid in a shorter match. It could have been better, I think, but it was it was good for what it was. Yeah, and um, there was a pretty underwhelming main event. I mean, I think I don't think anything could have followed that psycho clown. Gringo Loco battle, (laughs) 
yeah. but uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, defeated Joey Janela. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, and Janela bled a lot. So, I mean, it was an okay main event, but it, I mean, it's just kind of hard to follow that gringo loco uh, psycho clown insanity from yeah. earlier. Okay. So overall, very, very good so- show. I think Saturday was better than Friday. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, just because it was maybe just a bit more organized, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like at least a few show, like a few of the matches that were planned at least went off. Didn't on have to Saturday. put together on the fly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what, what both do you, of those shows were good. From what you've seen, then um, obviously this is the, the the first two shows since they've had the Hammerstein show. Um, obviously, we noticed differences uh, in the Hammerstein show. Obviously, the production was was right up there, and uh, you know they did minimize the hardcore element of it. Um, what was uh, you you watched both the shows? Obviously, what was the production like? Was it up to the same level as as the Hammerstein, or were they back to the sort of uh, you know the, the the cams not being great and and that kind uh, of uh, feel? Yeah, I think it was pretty much back to what they normally do with uh, okay. the re- regular. Ca- they didn't have no shaky camera though, which is okay. sometimes when they sometimes you know them they have those one guys on the on the on the, uh, the side that are just shaking the whole show yeah. every time they switch. I hate that type of production. Yeah. <laughs> Some uh, indie companies just do that. You know, I don't know why, but mm. uh, no, it was pretty good. They had good replays. They had uh, whoever was running. It did a pretty good job. Uh, it good. was, I didn't notice anything. Right. Like, so that, that means it was pretty good. Yeah. So, Necro, did, did they make any reference? Cause wasn't there an altercation at the meet and greet on Saturday with yes, Psycho Clown? Yes, there was. Uh, <laughs> that, that's been a whole, that was a whole, I've, totally forgot about that thanks for mentioning that there was a an entire angle that they run through through the whole show from the meet and greet uh gringo loco and psycho clown uh dating back to 2017 in AAA. uh psycho clown actually won the mask of dr wagner jr that he had mm. been wearing for over 30 years at that point yeah so once you win someone's mask in lucha it's forever kayfabe it's forever you know you're always gonna have that hatred for mm. Uh, for the guy that won your mask. Yeah. So uh, they had a little altercation in the meet and greet. Uh, it was posted by Brett Lauderdale on Twitter, the owner right. of DCW. Uh, he mentioned about it. Um, and then they uh, actually, at the end of the show, uh, Gringo Lo- or um, not Gringo Loco, Psycho Clown came out and challenged Dr. Wagner Jr. to a uh, mask versus hair or Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, challenged Psycho Clown to a mask versus hair match in GCW. So that'll be... Okay. Uh, That'll be crazy if they actually do a Psycho Clown's mask for uh, Dr. Wagner Jr.'s hair. That could be wow. a very marquee, very, very, very money match for GCW. It's one of the – if, if it goes off, I would dare to say it's the most important international implicated match in GCW history. It would, it would, it would wow. be very, very high profile. I think it could be interesting if, if you could uh, almost do a return match for the mask. Uh, so Dr. Wagner could win his own mask back if he, if he won, and then he gets to, gets to put it gets back to on. his mask again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they do it in a story. They could make that work, I guess. They could, but then there's a whole commission that, uh, I know in Mexico sure is really you don't super wear serious. Your, uh, they make sure you don't wear your mask again in Mexico. Like they're yeah. all like super, super strict about that. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but that would make sense storyline wise for sure. Mm. Crisis is just yeah, putting so the chat great room. shows. Price is just put in the chat room that heavy mask could take place maybe at Mania weekend at WrestleCon. That would wow. be. That yes, be they huge. have a collective. Uh, there's going to be three sh- days of shows from GCW uh, on Mania weekend coming up mm. in April. I, I believe it's, uh, what was it? April 1st, 2nd, and the day before, I believe. I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not 100% on the dates, but yeah. it's going to be really good. They're gonna be, there's going to be a lot of content. So 
It should be uh, there's going to be a, a lucha gringo gringo locos lucha show, and a couple yeah. of other things that'll be must see. So wow, it'll be interesting. We'll check it out. Big things so, ahead for GCW for yeah. sure. Um, and then on Friday as well, there was actually there's a lot of wrestling this week. So yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not going to go through everything because there was a little bit too much yeah. to talk about here. But uh, there was a really good no ring death match show on Monday this yeah. past week uh, from uh, New Fear City. Always my favorite. I think I mentioned it last week. Um, and then on Friday, there was also a day 91 event uh, by Beyond Wrestling, which is their big, big event that they do mm. every, I believe it's quarterly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there was a lot of internet issues uh, at the venue due to the weather. So right. it was actually un- uh, unwatchable. Uh, you would, every match, there would be some sort of connection issue. So basically I said, screw it. I'm just going to watch GCW. And then <laughs> basically they got the uploaded the VOD so fast within, uh, a few hours after the show ended, they had got the, the VOD up so everybody could watch the show properly. Oh, brilliant. Um, uh, so Cardona had a match uh, versus Ricky Shane Page. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't booked too well. They had a double <laughs> ref uh, mess up where like the ref accidentally counts the three, says, oh, oh no, you didn't get the three. Then the yeah. other guy gets the same thing. Count the th- <laughs> makes, makes the ref look so dumb. Yeah. I was yeah, not yeah. a fan of that. So um, yeah, uh, there was some fun tag matches on the show. Um, and there was two dream matches. There was uh, Alec Price faced Marcus Mathers, which are two of the young uh, guns in the U.S. indie scene right now. Mm-hmm. They had a time, uh, no time limit match. Excellent, excellent match. Um, Masha Slamovic uh, defeated uh, Lufisto. In a, that was also a dream match. Uh, Masha Slamovic has been killing it uh, this past year, uh, the yeah. Russian Dynamite. Uh, really great stuff. I would uh, recommend that as well. And... Um, uh, the former Oni Lorkin from uh, oh, WWE, yeah. he yeah. made his uh, return to the Indies uh, versus Slade, which is the Michael Myers of professional wrestling. He, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it was very, uh, very, very, very bloody match. Uh, yeah. Exactly what you'd expect from a Slade match. Yeah. So that was very entertaining as well. So nice. that was on Friday. So there was that, and then so pretty stacked week. There was uh, a few other things in Japan that happened uh, on Wrestle Universe and. Uh, few other few other things but nice that's that's that that's the past week and then upcoming this week we got a lot of stuff this week (laughs) like it's it's always every week but for the first time in over 30 days uh new japan pro wrestling is returning to live events on new japan world okay that'll be very entertaining to be able to have some new japan uh main content live yeah yeah yeah. uh so that'll be really i'm really looking forward to that because i love new japan even though they've been on a downswing the past year ish I still really enjoy their content. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Amazing. So we'll be checking yeah, out. We, we don't, we don't do a lot of uh, new Japan stuff um, over the last, uh, we haven't really talked about it. Cause I mean, again, I think uh, they've really suffered. COVID has, has hit them uh, a lot worse than it has, uh, you know, other, you know, their, their restrictions have been a lot more severe mm. uh, than, than everywhere else. And I think they've, uh, their products the booking really as suffered. well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, not and sure, I, just... I, I think you know, not wanting to so- solely blame it on the Americans, but they they did take a bit of a downswing when AEW started, and sort of all of that their, as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was being you know, Bullet Club was sort of king and you know above everything else, and uh, you know those guys all left all at the same time, and mm-hmm. New Japan were left to pick up the pieces. There's great talent there, but they just didn't have the sort of the the back catalog of story they need to, to start building something again from scratch and it took them a while to get there and i think a lot of people a lot of the new japan fans did leave watching new japan and just flip straight over to aw because they had the bucks and kenny and uh the guys exactly that yeah that's unfortunate 
Yeah, I mean, they've done a lot of good stuff since, but like like you said, I think that star power really for the for, especially from fans from the West, yeah, uh, yeah, or like you know from not Japan, you know, mm. I think for sure, yeah, yes. yeah, bit of a shame. So, that that'll be interesting to see how back. it goes. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, like how it goes the next couple months for New Japan. I mean, if, are they gonna provide good content? Is it gonna be worth watching? Is it gonna be just throwaway shows? Is it gonna, yeah. you know? I'm really interested to see because. They didn't do a New Year's dash that they usually do right after Wrestle Kingdom every year. Yeah. They yeah. didn't do that this year. And they've had some shows that were VOD only from Cork and Hall, which is very odd. Mm. So it's just, it's been very odd all around. I'm, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too uh, optimistic, I guess. It's, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm hoping to see, but it's kind of, it's just odd. So yeah. there's see that. Get some new characters. It, it tells you the state of New Japan. I didn't even realize Wrestle Kingdom had aired. Yeah, like it's not very much buzz about it. Nobody yeah, talked very. about it. Yeah, yeah. Odd. You think uh, back maybe even three years ago, there'd mm. be people that would stay up late, hunt like you. My Twitter feeds would be loaded with people, right? It's yeah, yeah. It's odd. So, yeah, all right. Really uh, and then on Monday we also got a Limitless Wrestling show on IWTV. I love Limitless Wrestling. They mm. provide such good uh, wrestling. Uh, for uh, indie professional wrestling in the states, it's just been so good. Limitless Beyond, everything on IWTV is always so worth it. Such yeah. a good sub. Uh, so they got uh, like a, there's a Slade match, uh, JD Drake, uh, Alec Price, my favorite Alec Price. I always love Alec Price. That's on Monday. On Wednesday we got uh, the Masked Wrestler, which is like uh, the Masked Singer, but for the wrestler. On <laughs> I, I think I was talking about that last week. I love yeah. that show. Such a fun, such a fun show. We've got the Masked Singer in the UK and Michelle Williams was on Masked this weekend on uh, oh, <laughs> from Destiny's spoiler. Child. Unbelievable. Well, what, what do you mean you haven't seen spoiler. it? I haven't yeah. seen it. Oops. Oh, Andy. No way. Bad times. We don't know which one it was, though. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Yeah. So there's there's also Dynamite, of course. Yeah. And then uh, UWFI uh, Contender Series, which is like UWFI rules matches where they're just like, flash knockout two seconds the guy's done the match is over yeah like my girlfriend was watching it and, uh, and she's just like she, whoa what happened the match is over like <laughs> you know he's knocked out what like oh yeah two seconds flash knockout flash submission and, like, yeah. it's crazy fast pace so that's uh, at uh on wednesday as well so mm. wednesday's a pretty stacked day cool and then there's noah and tokyo joshi pro wrestling on wrestle universe on thursday and friday yep and then there's aiw wrestling on friday uh, uh, it's called, you know what? I'm not leaving. Uh, that's on, uh, uh, that's on Friday. Then there's also a West coast pro show. Uh, it's called the art of drowning also on Friday. And then Saturday, there's a super crazy pro wrestling show called game over. Yeah. Uh, those, so all three of those programs from Friday and Saturday are on IWTV and then, uh, all live as well. Those are all three of those are wow. live programs as well. So, so much content. Uh, uh, and Mr. then Price on Sunday, said, there's, uh, uh 10 pounds other shows well, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's only IWTV. $10. It's not bad. Yeah. 10 pounds over here, which is, uh, yeah, a uh, pretty good deal. Uh, plethora of companies, old, new, big and small bang for the buck. Check it out. IWTV. Uh, you can download the app. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so a lot of those shows, those are just, I always love, uh, getting the chance to shout out all those wrestling shows, a lot of good talent on those shows and just really good, uh, good, good quality content throughout, throughout the week between, between that service, IWTV, between Wrestle Universe, you know, YouTube, the free, the free places, you know, Stuff there's so much you can well. watch. Yeah, exactly. Fight yeah. TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Tons, tons. Stuff. And that's not even including stuff that I'm not watching, you know, like yeah. stardom, <laughs> uh, other stuff on Fight TV. Right. There's uh, there's probably 
a ton of other programs that I'm just not even, I'm not even tuning into. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you, Necro. So there's no your worries. Thanks for having uh, me on again. Guys. I All appreciate right. it. Take care, my friend. Have a good yeah, week. Thank you so much. Is there anything you guys want to talk about uh, in regards to the AW or WWE? We've pretty much covered it at this point, I think. Um, I yeah, think so, I mean, yeah. interesting stuff to, to sort of come out uh, over the week. I'm mean, interested to see where some of these storylines go with AEW. There's um, stuff you aren't watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you, if you can believe it, there's actually quite a bit of promotions I don't watch. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't watch Stardom. I don't watch mm-hmm. Dragon Gate. I don't watch, uh, you know, there's a, quite a few promotions I don't watch, which mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, I, there's subs for them, but I just don't. Yeah. It'd be an extra ten dollars here. Ten, you know, I'm already yeah. at like four or five subscription services. So, plus <laughs> yes, the Netflix plenty. and the Disney and the the rest oh, yeah. of them, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, only so many right, hours no, in the day. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, guys. <laughs> okay, really my friend, it. no worries. We'll Have a good week, wrestling. man. So, take All right, care. Yeah. Take you. care. Bye, bye. Net correct there, the king of independent wrestling. Uh, he likes to bring us uh, all the previews and everything and tell us what's going on in the world of uh, of, of indie wrestling. Can uh, Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Gold Bloom is God is uh, shouting out for... Uh, necro in the chat room that's awesome uh so we have got someone else uh in the chat room or in the uh, waiting room now i should say we're just going to bring him on and uh lawrence isn't here to do the guessing game this week so i'm just going to go straight in is barracles barracles is with us how you doing my friend hi there how you guys yeah we're good we're good we're good how was your hi, week hi andy hi yeah barracles how you doing my friend i'm good i'm good just uh i just thought i'd phone up you know talk talk to talk to you guys as usual yeah Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, what do you want to talk about then? I mean, what uh, have you got any uh, sort of opinions on what we've talked about already? I mean, I I love talking about the AEW stuff and where we're going. Opinions? Yeah. You know, I'm always very very quiet. My <laughs> very <manipulation>. reserved. <laughs> but uh, I just yeah, I before I forget, I just want to say two things. One, obviously, get well soon, Lawrence. Yeah. And uh, two, the the debate that you guys had on uh, retro chat was uh, really interesting. Uh, obviously, I was in the chat room for that a fair bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a really good, it's a really good format. I hope you do do more of those, um, because I, I was sitting there, I I was sitting there, and it's it's just a nice back and forth of like I hadn't considered that, and I considered this, and then obviously for this particular one, I like I came down on on a, a certain side, and then <laughs> in the chat, I was just kind of trying to fight you in the corner. Okay, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To, to me, there is. Who? Well, you 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 announced earlier who'd won the, the debate, hadn't didn't you? The Bobby. Yeah. The, so yeah. immediately I was like, oh, Bobby Bobby Heenan's won this because I'm a WWF guy from the nineties. But then you're sitting there, and you're thinking, but Cornet's so good. <laughs> and yeah, was, it's almost was, you, you don't want one of the guys to lose. I mean, uh, obviously uh, Bobby the Brain is is sort of head and shoulders above, but that's by no means saying that uh, Cornet is bad or. Um, you know, is, is not uh, worthwhile of anything. He is great. It's just that Bobby Heenan is just that little bit better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think if you if, if you could have put it into this era, would they still be as good as what they were? It's, it's a it's a different kettle of fish. If you well, done... it's a different method of drawing heat, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's just harder to do. Mm. Like I said earlier on, Dan Lambert is is this era's Bobby Heenan in a, yeah. in a lot of ways. You know, which is strange to think of because I don't think he's on, I don't think he's quite on their level. But for that type of of heat, get it like mm. for that type of heat, it's that style. I don't think yeah. he's as good, 
but I think it's that style which nobody else was off the one-liners and and the the the, the, the sort of attacks and the yeah. um the the, the quick wittedness is right there and uh, yeah that that's really good to see and again there, there isn't a lot of competition at the moment other than Paul Heyman but certainly for AEW I would have said uh, shoulders. Cyrus what's his name now Ooh, Cyrus, uh, uh, Don Callis yeah, Don Callis yeah. yeah I would have said Cyrus was pretty good yeah he's obviously he's dropped off the the face of the earth since. Since the breakup with well, not the breakup of the elite, but the the disappearance of Kenny, yeah, yeah. Uh, while he recovers. Hopefully, he hopefully he comes back in some kind of because I thought he was pretty good. They were saying um, they were saying March for Kenny coming back, didn't they? I think at one point, yeah, that's too um, soon. that yeah it is way too soon. But yeah, um, yeah it, it, who knows? I mean, maybe he just comes on uh, back on as an on screen character and builds some stuff over the space of a month or something that will give him more time to rehab. Yeah. Just going back to Dan Lambert, I think the reason he's so good is because it's been so long since we've seen anyone do it quite like him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. In that. It's very much a, I mean, Heyman used to do it like that yeah. in WCW against Cornette. Mm. And even- Heyman's, Heyman's evolved. I mean, Heyman yeah. is, is not the poorly dangerously that we had back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, WCW and WA. I mean, mm. he is just from that ECW run of owning the company and being an on-air character and a, and a presentation there to the commentary in the WWF he has evolved whereas Dan Lambert is taking the best aspects of Bobby Heenan um, Jimmy Hart Paul Heyman Cornette to a degree and combining them in mm. and he's just so good so good on the stick in cutting yeah. the promo I would I would argue that Heyman evolved to a point and I'd say for the last couple of years has sort of settled into his I am Paul Heyman this is what I say especially with Brock yeah I mean, you know, with with the tribal tree, chief gimmick, he's been very good. Yes, my tribal chief. Whatever you say, my tribal chief. Mm. Very good. But as soon as he went back with Brock, I was like, oh no, that just means we're going to get the intro every week. So I'm kind of, I'm <laughs> kind of glad the double cross happened. Well, I'm kind of glad, but also like, well, that was a bit, uh, not ridiculous, but came out of nowhere a bit too much, like a bit too much of a swerve where you're like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um. What, so, uh, yeah, carry on. So, now that I've talked about all that stuff, <laughs> I'll actually get to what I wanted to talk about before, before I phoned up. Sorry to just, just ramble on before I get there. <laughs> Let's go around the houses. Um, this week, uh, obviously, with with Tony Khan announcing a, a another mm. signing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm at the point where I'm now. At, I really want to do this at some point on this show. Uh, if 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 any if if we have any time at some point, hmm. I want to bring up the AEW roster on the roster page and just go through it and be like, don't need that person, need this person. It's that kind of thing because there are over a hundred people on that roster right now. I mean, obviously, like we've been going some time tonight, so I'm not yeah. I'm not going to try to spring this on you now, <laughs> but it'd be a great thing to sort of sit there and go like, why why is this person signed? Yeah, so, yeah, because we keep like- saying it, but we don't actually look at the people. We just go, well, you don't need this person. And then you think about it, you know, like, there's seven other people we don't even think about. Yeah, you're right. I mean, again, it's it's difficult to, I mean, when you don't watch, um, I mean, I, I can't elevation. remember the last time I've watched Dark or Dark Elevation or any of these uh, other ones. So I, I don't, I can't really comment on whether or not or the last time certain people were used. Um, so it, it's difficult for me to kind of comment on that. But again, there are a lot of people that, you know, clearly aren't used and, and are just there for, you know, even when they are used, why are they using them? They don't really need to be there. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing with dark and elevation, you've got that stacked a roster 
But yeah. even if you got rid of the people on dark in elevation, you could you could almost turn that into a more serious quote unquote second brand where you rotate the people that are on the big shows every couple of weeks yeah. and keep everything fresh while still meaning the people that are on YouTube are relatively big names. Mm. But the, the problem of dark and dark elevation was it wasn't meant to have the main superstars on there. It was meant to have the up and coming yeah. unsigned independent development, wrestlers. The independent. Yeah, exactly. My th- whereas, whereas now you're getting mocks, you know, you get hangman Adam page was on there at, at, at some point. Not being used on dynamite in ring action, but being put on dark, which is bizarre. Yeah, that's your world champion. So no wonder that we're saying earlier on, he's losing heat. He's losing that the prestige of the title because he's on the YouTube show. Yeah, nothing um, wrong with YouTube, by the way, because we're on YouTube and YouTube yeah, is, <laughs> is the major platform. You, yeah, YouTube's a YouTube's a huge a huge platform, and it's probably the the best way to get your product seen. Yeah, yeah, uh, because you know it's just available whenever you want. I mean, say what you want for fight, but you do have to pay for fight. Uh, what I remember, if anybody bought the um, the year's subscription to AW Plus, right? Don't forget that you get a ton of fight credits with that. You actually get enough to order a pay per view uh, okay. with those fight credits. But obviously, if you leave them long enough, they they delete themselves. I think it's right. like eight, eight months they'll get rid of themselves. So I, I've I've ordered Revolution already just pay, by having paid off my year subscription to AEW Plus. Wow, just, that's pretty just, good. Yeah, because that's twenty quid after your AEW Plus. You sit yeah. there and think AEW Plus is what fifty four pounds for us or something like that. Yeah, and twenty pound yeah. that is on a pay per view. It makes AEW. I mean, you can only get it till the end of January, so the right. opportunity is gone now. But if you did do that, you might not know about the 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 fight credits. Yeah, so I thought so I'd, to make I thought sure I'd... you uh, redeem those credits before they take them away, basically. Yeah, because yeah. I had that happen. I was saving. I was saving up. I was like, well, in a couple of months, I'll be able to get. I think it was all out at the time, and yeah. all of a sudden, it was like, yeah, if ten of those have gone. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you times. know, I figured. Um, I figured I'd just remind people that if you if you went for the year option, you've got like thirty credits or twenty credits. Sounds cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, good times. Uh, go on. One last point, Barracles. Let's fire away with it. This big signing. Um, yeah. It. If it's Keith Lee, mm. okay, fine. He better be going to the top of the card or near. Yeah. If it's Jeff Hardy, I'm kind of like, why? Mm. It's yeah. not going to be Shane McMahon. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, no, it's not. Some some people are like, it's going to be Triple H. He's really annoyed. It's like, mm. come on. Uh, yeah. But like, it doesn't. It, it, the reason there is you said earlier that there was nobody that would make a big enough impact. Mm. And the, do you know why that is? Because WWE haven't made large enough stars that stealing them would make the impact of oh my god, so and so's there. It's they're just other people. They're just other guys. Yeah. You know, so it's, there is no Kevin Nash and Scott Hall where they turn up and it's like game change. They the game changing guys were um, Daniel Sin and Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Totally. They're they none of the others really mean anything after their first couple of weeks. It, it kind of dies out. Yeah. The only one I could see that we haven't mentioned yet is Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah. I, I, he's been putting. Up, I don't know if the, there's videos appearing on YouTube that are either mm. really good fan edits or they are him. I'm not sure. Whether it's claiming to be him, but I don't know if it's official. Yeah, like you say, it's uh, yeah, they very, look very, very, odd. very clean. They look very well made, so they could be him, uh, and they they claim to be him, but you, you yeah. don't know. Uh, yeah. It'd be a great YouTube scam to be like everyone <laughs> subscribe to my page, but um, 
but yeah, he he could make it. He'd make uh, quite a big impact. Yeah, but um, but would he? He'd make an impact for about five minutes. Align himself with Malachi Black and Brody King, and that would be about it. But the thing is, if he if he aligns himself with the Kings of the Black Throne, then sorry, the Knights of the Black Throne, no, sorry, the Kings of the Black Throne, <laughs> <laughs> um, like he'd become the mouthpiece, and that's not what you want. Mm. Like he'd have to, he, he couldn't be a follower now, and I'd, that's that's Malachi Black's group. If I think Black, I'd like to see him involved in uh, like sling Abaddon with him or something like that to make a real yeah. sort of demonic, uh, creepy horror film style uh, partnership. I think that could be really good. That'd be fun. I mean, you don't see Abaddon enough to, in, to be to be honest. I mean, I've oh only God. seen her a few times, and I watch every mm. every Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah. I don't really watch the YouTube shows uh, because, like you, I'm just kind of like, well, if it doesn't happen on TV, they're not really making that much that much mention of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the the only way they they can make the YouTube shows mean something is if they do a shock title change. Yeah. And then, really then everyone it. flips over and watches that yeah. for a bit because they think something's going to happen. Yeah, but that's mm. it's not going to happen, um, which is a shame. But again, is it too much content? Not enough time. Yeah, there's there's, def- there's definitely too bigger too bigger roster, and which is why I was saying we should really go through the roster and be like, mm. obviously, like I said, we're not. I'm not talking about like springing it on you now, but I really think it'd be a good idea of a segment to be like, no, yes. I don't know who that is, so that's a really bad... Like, if you don't know who someone is, that's just an indictment of what on earth are they doing then? Because these are the, the people on that roster page, the people that got signed. Yeah. So, yeah. like... that's Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, there are so many... They're not going to appear on the roster page. You look at the roster page and there's there's you know quite a few people there, but there are so many more people available to them to use who are just willing to not sign a contract, but just turn up and have matches, uh, you know, sort of every couple of weeks or whatever that, that aren't necessarily part of the roster, but are usable by AEW. Yeah. It, it's, mm. there was a, um, back when they signed Danielson, well, back when they signed Punk, yeah. there was a, a quote that somebody, somebody on some message board I read was like, life, this life is just uh, Tony Khan's TEW save and we're just living in it. But now it really feels like that because after a while in TW, you're like, I could hire Vader. Yeah, yeah. let's hire Vader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, sounds good. Well, we'll see what happens. I think that they'll, they'll be moving on uh, this week. Hopefully, they're advancing some of the storylines on uh, on Dynamite. And uh, yeah, we'll see who this mystery debut is. Um, and then we'll bring it to you uh, next weekend. I mean, sorry, one, one more. There was sorry. I'll, I'll get off just after this. You <laughs> said you said earlier. That you you had um, that you that when you saw Brian Danielson and mm. um, Moxley, yeah, you were like, well, I've seen these guys in WWE. Yeah, I strongly disagree. Yeah, you've seen you've seen those people in WWE. You haven't seen the American Dragon versus John Moxley. I mean, Danielson, Danielson alone, he beats people up to a degree that is just beyond anything he did as Daniel Bryan, and mm. Moxley's just insane, like. It's just like, I genuinely go back to when he was like, I wanted to do crazy stuff with Brock. And I thought, why didn't Brock let him do crazy stuff? And I'm like, it's because his crazy stuff was probably like, yeah, get a weed whacker and just tear my back up at WrestleMania. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> no wonder they were like, you'll just put a limiter on you. But with, with that off, it could be totally different. I think, I agree with you, but I think the casual fan that will watch AEW will know them as Dean Ambrose and Brian Danielson. Yeah. So when you're linking at that, they are going to go, hang on, we only saw that 
three years ago at, at mm. WrestleMania. We saw that the six weeks on the bounce on SmackDown and then they moved over to Monday Night Raw on the draft and they did it again for another eight weeks. True. And it was the same thing. So I, I, I completely, I, I think Lee does as well. We completely mm. understand where you're coming from. But the casual fan who's watching it won't know any of that CCW stuff or that Ring of Honor stuff that Danielson would have done or or whatever because they spent too long in the WWE system. Yeah. The match itself will be very, very different. Uh, and we know that. But the build towards it is just, it's the same two guys. Yeah, it's uh, getting and people, that's what you, it's getting that's what people to the point where they want to watch it. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. Which in a way is good while they're doing it now because they've been in AEW long enough to potentially have shaken off the Brian Danielson, uh, the, sorry, the Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Well, I, fin- I finally touch wood. Stopped calling him Daniel Bryan most of the time. <laughs> it's most difficult. Of the time. It's at least a good 30% still, but it was 90, so. <laughs> yeah, See? it is it's difficult. <laughs> nice one. All right, well, I appreciate your time, right, Barry. Have a great week. All right, no worries, man. Have a good one. And you. Bye, bye, bye. See you, mate. So that was uh, Bericles. And we're going to grab our last caller of the night. Um, and again, he's been busy at the Progress Show uh, during the course of today. So we'll see if he's got any opinions on that. And uh, be warned, if you don't want to know uh, any results from Progress, I think Franchise may be spilling the beans here on uh, on what's, what he's been doing today. So uh, Franchise, welcome to the show. Hi, Andy. Hi, Lee. How are you doing? Not too doing bad. Good. Not too bad. How, what have you, well, we know what you've been up to today. We know you've been, uh, you've been at Progress. Yeah, well, for me, it's like I wasn't sure. Like, normally I kind of decide what shows I want to watch. Like, I've not watched Progress for the past couple of months, so I came into it with fresh open eyes. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. It's um because it's a, it's a, I think it's a new look Progress from what I remember from previous. Like, literally, um, I'm trying to think how, how did it, how, I'm trying to how did it start for me. So, um, good matches at the start it was like Simon Miller came out as the first um to introduce the crowd um literally he's a good good ring announcer as well I can't say anything um bad about that um there was a lot of good matches on the card um there was literally we got to see the ROH title defended on a progress show I think that was quite impressive wow that's yeah especially seeing with the WWE affiliation Mm. with progress seeing the ROH title on there that's that's really weird yeah, so you had the ROH champion versus um, Chris Ridgway, and literally that was fought under ROH rules, which okay. I, which I kind of didn't understand that at first. I'll be honest. So I think that was like quite. I didn't understand the rules at first, so they kind of explained it, like about the like you if you touch the ropes, it's like it was part of pure rules. Mm. But I was really, it's a really good match. Um, Travis was just like there, the like. Progress champion like Cartner Arthur. I was I've never seen him live or anything like that. So I was quite impressed about his entrance when he yeah. came out. Like I had really good seats as well. So um, when he came out, um, also bit of a spoiler here. Um, like that, the NXT UK champion came out. Yeah, yeah. So that was actually quite impressive. Is because I know they've had a bit of history there. Like literally, I was even surprised. Like lights went out and you see him in the, literally comes out in the middle of the ring. Had a good promo for about. Um, or three minutes. I know that's been put up on their social media page as well. So you get to hear um, what happened at the interaction with that. So I think that's quite be a good build up. Yeah. Um, also, the um, like the Progress Women's Champion, like um, like she was there as well. Like Giselle, so who's a who's a knockout TNA knockouts wrestler as well. That was actually quite impressive. And also, they also mentioned that she was an Impact Knockout star. So. Okay, I was quite, which I was surprised about. It's like opening a Forbidden 
um, Dora a bit. So it was quite seeing her taken on um, Rayo. So that was like quite impressive. Mm. I actually enjoyed it. It was like, um, it was different. Like it's quite good because I got to speak to Simon Miller after the show anyway. So I had a bit of a quick <laughs> chat with him. So How yeah. How did that go? Oh, he, he, pretty good. He's like, he, 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 when he saw me, he's like, literally called, literally said, it, look, it's Francis. And it's like, spoke name, had a quick chat, asking me how, how things were, telling him what I've been up to and stuff like that. Yeah. Asking him how he was. Um, oh, I had a bit of a quick chat to him as well. So, yeah, I did mention that he should come on the show when he's got some time as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mentioned that to him as well. So, so that'd be nice to hear from there. He asked me how I was because he said, looking well as well. So, and oh, I got picked with him as well. So I had a bit of a quick chat with him because he, he was quite busy because a lot of people want to speak to him as well because he was like the hype man. So a lot of people were like congratulating him, like um, like how good the show was as well. So yeah, oh, um, amazing. And I also got to speak to the owners of um, Progress as well, the new owners, Lee and um, Martin. Um, yeah. I had a quick chat to them. Um, it's it's not, me and it's, uh, not me and Mathers, though. It's not going to say. <laughs> I know, and they were talking a bit about GC about GCW as well, and I I I've mentioned something to them as well. I said to them like, I hope if you're going to do that show, you're going to do it in a bigger venue because I think where they normally held their shows for TNT is a bit small. Like I've been to one a couple of their shows as well mm. in the past. So, but I said he, he needs to have it in a bigger venue, and he asked me what I thought. I told him one of the venues I thought, but I said to him that you need to have it in a bigger venue, but you don't need to have it too big because. If you sometimes you won't have all the fans there, but you don't need to have it too big of a show. Yeah, if, you need to have an ECW arena feel sort of quite small and intimate. Yeah. But I don't know which way he said it, but I said to him, but I mentioned that both of the owners said that, that that would be good because you wanted something a bit different. Yeah. And I think because literally I said it's you showcase your company, not just so like for probably for Necro, he'd mm. probably be watching like and thinking what a UK company like TNT is. Yeah. And um, also for someone in the UK, he's thinking what he's never watched GCWs, like how different it would be like there. But the same thing with progress as well because they both own both. They've got like owns progress has got controlling stake in like in TNT as well. So, but I think I really I enjoyed it. it was, for someone who's not watched wrestling for a while, and to be honest, I was hesitant because it's my first wrestling show of the year, the independent show that I've ever been to, mm, and yeah. I actually enjoyed it. Um, it was like, and I was looking forward to it. Um, I would I recommend if people get a chance to watch it if they get on um, special network they should watch progress at least yeah it will be on the network mm-hmm. uh, their, their first show their first comeback show is, is on there now already you can check that out that's uh, quite a good but watch the if you it's quite good because it's a, it's a good venue whereas like the Ritz is like I've watched a lot of hardcore I've watched a hardcore show there. I remember watching Tommy End when he wrestled there. And I yeah. watched one of Chris Travis's last matches in that same venue as well. So it's mm. good, it's a good like good place in Manchester to have it's like just mm. off the beaten track as well. But um Royal so, Rumble. I um I actually enjoyed the Royal Rumble. I thought um like literally I think Ron has picked the right choice for the moment. But I, yeah, but what I'm saying, yeah, but what I'm saying, like now. It's like now she's played out because I think you're going to be have one year build because I think she gets a title from Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then maybe you have a SummerSlam, maybe have her taken on Becky, or yeah. you have it, or you can build that for a year because I think like she's come back to it more badass as before. But it'd be interesting to see now what, like, for me, I thought the biggest surprise I thought after SmackDown was um, like, 
um, when Ronda attacked, um, when Ronda came in the ring and she's like speaking to like Charlotte as well, you could see that Charlotte had a bit of that fear in her eyes. But it'd be quite interesting to see now what's going to be, who's Becky going to take on at Mania? Because I think there's a few open chances out there as well. But yeah, but I think with a chamber as well, you've got like Goldberg, like Goldberg and Roman, like that might be a good match. But I hopefully that if if Goldberg loses the match, I would like him to take, him to take on someone like Matt Riddle. Oh, yeah. I think that would be. That, <laughs> I had before progress, so uh, so people people listening didn't hear that. We've got Lawrence uh, yeah. producing the show, uh, so franchise can hear. Him. So uh, I think we need this. So just to finish off franchise's segment, we need to know what sandwiches that he's eaten this week. If he didn't eat one at Progress, uh, at least a sandwich from the weekend franchise. What did you eat? Well, I, I had like a Chinese pork sandwich because I went to the Chinese. Uh, there was a Chinese uh, festival in Manchester City Centre that I went to before I went to Progress. So okay. I went down there. So yeah, I really enjoyed it uh, having that. So a Chinese pork sandwich. A Chinese oh. pork sandwich. That sounds like a... Oh, Lesnar finishing off Ronda Rousey with the Chinese pork sandwich. No, it sounds like a move. But the important question, white or brown bread? W- white bread. <laughs> white. Was it was it a thick doorstop loaf? Or was it just like the really <laughs> it was thin like a medium roll. No, it's so, like okay, a sub roll. So crunchy sub roll or a soft crunchy sub roll? Soft. soft. I don't do crunchy. Soft. Okay, yeah. Yeah, good choice. It's quite good because in, in Manchester's like, um, it's pretty good. In Chinatown, there's a pretty good, nice, good shop around there. But, um, so was it, uh, you know, like the Chinese chicken, you know, it kind of comes in a red sauce. Was it the red Chinese chicken, Chinese pork <laughs> sauce? Or, or was it? I don't know. Was fla- what was the flavour like, the franchise? Tell us, what the, tell us what the flavour was like of this <laughs> Chinese pork sub roll. It was porky. <laughs> I'm simple and straight to the point. No, um, yeah, I had that before I went to a show. So, because um, I had met a friend up there at town, so I went to like because he went with his family to the whole Chinese uh, like festival. So I just thought like I hung out with him before going to a show as well. So why not? It's the, it's the year of the tiger. It is <laughs> not not Tony the Tiger, but they are great. <laughs> no, oh. but, um, <laughs> I think the only thing is like um, I think at the moment it's going to be interesting, but it'd be interesting because um, with um, the Impact Women's Champion because mm. she's going to wrestle at Impact as well. It'd be interesting how long she's going to still say as Progress Women's Champion for. So because mm. that's what I mean. It's it's one of the things. It's like you have to watch the show to understand it, but I think. It'd be interesting to see. Like, I was more surprised that the ROH match was actually being shown on progress because, like you said, with um with it being on the network as well, it's like opening that bit that forbidden door a little bit. But what I've seen from the new owners of progress, it's like it's a lot different to the old progress. I think it's like the one taking it in a like in a similar direction but a bit different, but it looked yeah. more professional from what I've seen. It's like mm. and I've, if you get a chance to watch the Manchester show, I would watch it because the, the tag team match is probably one of the biggest high spots I've seen in any wrestling match that I've never not seen in ages. Okay. So, nice one. Well, Check it out. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time, Franchise. Have a great week, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll hear well. from you again next weekend. Yeah, see you guys. Bye. See you Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was the Franchise. No, you know what, Lee? Go on. Nearly 20 years of doing podcasting with you and various different podcasts and interviewed some of the biggest names in the industry like Bruno San Martino. But finding out what franchise's sandwich <laughs> was the biggest interview highlight of my journalistic career. 
There you go. That's it. You need you to, I retire need to now. ask those, ask those difficult questions. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are coming up to the end of the show. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in and listening to us, uh, watching us uh, this evening on the MOS Network. You can check the podcast out, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, of course, we've got some uh, some more big shows coming up during the week. Uh, we have got the debut show, Ministry of Horror, coming up 8 p.m. Is it 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. on Tuesday. 8 p.m. Tuesday, yeah. So uh, check out Tez uh, and uh, and his show. It's going to be awesome. Excited for that. So we're going to be watching that. And of course, Andy, give your give yourself a give retro chat a big plug. Yeah, we are live eight o'clock on Wednesday, talking all things the new adventures of He Man from 1990. We're going to be hearing um, from He Man fans who either like or dislike the show. Plus. Uh, clips from Jack Aleska's interview that he did back on Chronicles with Chris Vint yep. from back in the day, who was the producer and creator of New Adventures. That's all on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Unbelievable. Good stuff. Uh, thank you very much, for ch- everyone, for tuning in. Uh, make sure you give our Facebook page, Twitter page a like, uh, as well as Retro Chat and all of the other MOS Network pages. Uh, check us out over at Ministry of Slam. Not, yeah, ministryofslam.co.uk. God, I'm getting... <laughs> There's too many. It's too many. And uh, thank you very much uh, to Andy for filling in at such short notice this evening. Uh, thank you, my friend. And thank you Pleasure. to Lawrence, who is in the background, uh, sort of joining and doing all the production elements, but really hasn't got much of a voice. Um, so thank you to Lawrence for doing all of those bits. And we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy your wrestling and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.